T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0, and Yeah, Lord, this for you. Uh, I was a mess, little hair on my chest. Fresh as a newborn, but I'm headed for death. Some saying I'm blessed, cause I'm still alive. Every day in the hood, I was fighting to survive. So sin I quiet as an adolescence. Walking in darkness, spirit facing oppression. You couldn't tell me nothing. Swag was on the honey. Speeding in the fast lane, call me crash dummy. Then I put on the helmet of salvation and received the revelation. Yeah, I could be a leader in this nation. And gotta follow the code in the streets and be like the mother creepsy. I could be a leader in this welcome back y'all welcome back to the original jeep podcast we are your hosts rock and mr magic and unique dna welcome back y'all it's time again for another episode it is april it is snowing here in the tri-state area uh, which is a crazy hot mess but we endured it too anyway and we're excited y'all we're excited today to add uh someone to the pod today would like to introduce to you Mighty TP. Hey y'all, how you doing? Welcome, we're glad to have you. Uh, why don't you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, um, some of your geek likes, some of your, your jock sports likes. Cool. Um, 35, I'm a, I'm a baseball player, a football fan baseball fan, basketball fan. I'm a diehard Lakers, diehard Niners. And then uh, baseball, it's uh, just kind of kind of whatever, you know. I, I just love the sport. But uh, as far as geeks go, man, I'm, uh, I'm a big-time gamer. I uh, played the uh, PC format for a while. I've always been into consoles. I generally have them all, you know, whatever, whatever they are. Um, right now, I'm, uh, I'm really deep into the division, waiting for uh, Dark Souls 3 to come out. Um, not big into the first-person shooters usually, um, although Destiny has taken up a big uh, chunk of my two years. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, that's me. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, add a little, another flavor, another voice to the, to the show here. And David and I both can attest, Destiny has taken up a lot of, of, our, of our lives as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm still trying to platinum me for speed, which is driving me nuts. But yeah, those two are, are killing me right now. <laughs> Man, if nice. I if I tried to platinum all my games, I've got a queue that's like a hundred long. <laughs> They'd be getting us with that platinum. I, I, I do. You know, when I when I finally was taking King, and I didn't even get a gold, I was heated. I was like, are "You kidding me? <laughs> I beat this cat out. You get a gold out of this? What? <laughs> I get a silver? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, you know, the one time I tried to platinum a game, it was uh, Assassin's Creed Two. Oh, that's uh, like the hardest one. That's like the worst one to decide to platinum. Right, and so I, here I am trying to go through platinum. I get everything. Everything is just checked off except for a ten point goal. You know, whatever whatever they're called, yeah. and uh, it comes from one mission where you're on the hang glider and you have to kick someone when you're on the hang glider. You cannot replay this mission. You cannot. You, once you pass a mission, it's done. Like you get one chance, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> so after that, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Nice, very nice. Well, um, 
we don't ever really stay on uh, topic, as we told you sometimes, and we like to mix things up. So since we're talking games, let's jump right into the most recent news in regards to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, David and I have talked to this about this in length because we're both big Final Fantasy fans, but I'm not sure if either one of you heard that each episode, one, it'll be episodic. The releases will not be one game. It will not be one game release. It will be episodic releases. And each episode, reportedly, will be as big as Final Fantasy Thirteen. That's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. But to it me, is, is what is it going to do to my pocket? What does this, what does this mean <laughs> for the price? Like, how much is, how much is this game really going to cost us? Because, you know... I can't, I can't afford uh, to keep buying episodes at you know fifty, sixty dollars a pop. Right. You know, I'll tell you. Um, it, it. I have two feelings about it. The first one is that uh, it worries me. This is kind of seems like this is the way to start making money now. Um, Lord of the Rings did it with The Hobbit. Um, yes. Harry Potter did it with its seventh episode right after. Uh, Oh, that one uh, Twilight movie did it with their third episode. And they try to break it up. They try to take this one content that could be put in one movie, one game, and they try to break it up in order to sell more off of it. And so I'm a little concerned. I'm a little worried because I don't know if there was enough content in that game to make three full-size contents of a game. Yeah, that was the thing that I was thinking about is, is you know, is this going to be like a... a you know, super short. I mean, it's supposed to be like Final Fantasy 13, but then does that mean it's going to be linear? You know, is it going to be still open world? How's that going to work with having episodes? I don't know. I'm kind of leery about it. And then, like you said, the price, even if it's 30, 40 bucks times three, four, you know, I mean, Assassin's Creed was supposed to be three games, right? And look what that turned into. So that part yeah, I'm worried about yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You're right about Assassin's Creed. I'm thinking, I have no idea. I mean, they could it could be three episodes. They could do an episode per character. I mean, they could do obviously mainly everything's be focused and centered around Cloud, but they could have a Barrett episode, and they could have a Sid episode, and a Tifa episode, and what was her name Yuki or whatever. Uh, I mean it could really go deep into how many episodes they want to develop, you know, for this game. And they're apparently, uh, what was it? I read on an article that, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Yoshinori Kitase? Yeah, Yoshinori Kitase. Apparently he said, we have, they have a pre-existing story, so it doesn't make sense if it's not encompassed in a multi-part series. So, uh, I kind of, if you're going to go deeper into the story and tell a whole, 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 whole lot more story, but, you know, like you said, David, even if it's 30, 40 bucks, is it worth 200 hours or more of that much story? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love the game. The original, anyway. Um, so knowing me, I probably am going to buy it no matter what because it's Final Fantasy. I'm just, I'm a sucker for it. 
But uh, yeah, I'm going to complain the whole way to the bank while I'm paying for this thing. But um, yeah, I just, I kind of just feel like, you know what, just give us the full game. They did it to us with Destiny with these all these expansions. And now they're talking about, you know, part two, Destiny. And they barely, you know, part one was barely complete. Um, so I kind of just feel like, just give us the whole game. What is, I, mean, I know you got, you got, they want to make money, DLC, and all these different things. But, you know, whatever happened to just buying the cartridge? You know, <laughs> you, back now. I know. you're bringing up a good point right now. So let, let's let's pose that question. All right. Because right now we know, let's say there's three episodes. They come out at $60 a pop. That's 180 Yep. What if they came out and said, we will give you the entire game at 120 I think I would rather do that. I mean, hey, look. So would I. You know, I bought the Fallout Pip-Boy edition for it. What was it? 110 bucks. Yeah, but that's but that's a special edition. This would just be the game. This would just be the content alone. And think about the repercussions that come from that. True. Think about that. I don't know if I I don't know if you guys remember back in the day the first hundred dollar pair of sneakers. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, of course. They were the uh, at least for my memory, they were the uh, the Grandmama Larry the Johnson. Larry yeah. yeah, the Larry Johnsons, the oh, first yeah. hundred dollar pair of sneakers, and no one was no one was willing to approach that because they knew it would open a can of worms. And here we are today with two, three hundred you know. Jordans. Yeah, exactly. So oh, yeah. what what does that do exactly to the future? And if they come out and we know ahead of time that. We save sixty dollars by paying for it all up front. What does that do to other? What does that do to other makers? To other games? To other big games? Do you know what I mean? Does that mean Destiny Two comes out and says, "Well, we're going to do it for a hundred because we know you're going to put two hundred hours into our game"? And is that okay? Is that justifiable? Are we opening a can of worms by doing that? That's true too. But then I, uh, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. But what we have to what we have to look at it. We have to realize. I mean, how big these games are compared to. Like you said, you know, we buy the cartridge. You know, that cartridge didn't hold a whole lot. Yes, it was a complete game, and sometimes, you know, you could do a lot, but it takes so much more now for them to create these games that, in a way, it's sort of justifiable that that they charge so much. But leaving things out, my thing is, don't leave things out intentionally just to make me buy more. You know, if you're if you do the game, do it all the way. Give it to me that way. If you make a separate game, a separate part, I can I can dig that. I can live with that. Um, I just can't live with something that's just purposely, you know, being, being, yeah, being chopped, purposely chopped up for no good reason. You know, and I, it's uh, it's tough to determine you know what their intentions are and where they are with that. I don't think Square Enix is. They haven't really done that to us before, so I don't really f- see them doing that to us at all. That I see that with EA, you know, we, we've seen that with Bungie, but I, that really hasn't been Square Enix's mantra. But then, I mean, you know, maybe now they're starting, they're seeing the potential. This is all a business, right? As much True. as we love games, and for us, it's a way of life. Or you know, all the gamers and nerds out there, you know, we don't look at it as a business. Just like. You know, you don't look at other things. You don't look at your job as a business until they have to make business decisions, right? So I feel like, yeah, they've done the fans a good service, but I feel like now they're saying, hey, we need to get part of the, you know, piece of the pie too. All these guys are doing it. Why not? Why Why don't we do it too, right? So this will be our first chance. We know everybody's excited for this game, this remake. 
let's cash in on it. You know, we already cashed in on it once. Let's cash on it on it again. You know, now twenty years later, um, and make triple the money that we would that we made back in you know nineteen ninety nine or whenever it came out. Right. Um, actually, I think it was probably what ninety seven. Uh, um, yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're already making money off me because you're giving me more or less the same game. You know, it's a remake, and then now you want to break it up into three four five six who knows how many episodes and who knows how much you're going to charge me for each episode i mean i kind of feel like it's it's just hey we got this gold mine here let's just keep chipping away at it till there's nothing left and we know guys are going to buy it and you know it's kind of like because it's been done so we know people are going to buy it because it's been done already it's been done with all you know let me let me uh let me ask you guys something. Um there's a clear distinction in the type of games. Um it's almost like a, a BC and AD type type thing with uh with games. Uh, Final Fantasy games. Um they used to be open world. Yes. You know, yes. you would have your open world and you go into each town and you know, they'd have some direction, but really it was up to you to make your way around the world and figure it out. Right. And that was part of the fun in it, you know. That was part of the thing. Then at some point, they became very story-driven, very linear. So the question is: Are they going to keep intact the open-worldness of Final Fantasy VII, and does that lend itself to being episodic? Great question. Um, I don't wow. think so. It's it's tough to say um, because seven is pretty much that line of demarcation where you talk about you know BC and eighty for Final Fantasy. Uh, that's the one that made the story so so important to that franchise. Uh, before the stories were good, um, the majority of them you know one through six, but the focus wasn't so much on the story uh, until the sterling results and just the fever pitch that is the fandom of seven like almost even if it's not someone everyone's favorite it's in everyone's top three pretty much like people love the game so uh, i don't know that's 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 a tough one i i can't see them honestly going back to the open world part um because everyone regardless developer seems to be so focused on directing you down the path i would love it to stay open world um kind of maybe even kind of what they did with 12 even though it wasn't op- it was kind of open world because you could do what you wanted when you wanted even though the story pushed you in a certain direction you could say screw that I'm going to do what I want to do and wait till to do the the mid- or the story critical stuff anyway um, so it, it, I definitely could see something like that and I'm, I would definitely hope for something like that because it stays true to the roots of the actual game yeah but being episodic is kind of pushing you to uh, follow the story, right? Because you'll never get to episode two if you're just wandering around the world, uh, just doing whatever you want, you know, and saying, well, you know, I'm not going to follow the story. You'll you'll never get to episode two or any of the other episodes for that matter. Um, So I think it has to be linear, right? In order for you to continue episodes, um, it can be open world in a sense, but not really, right? There has to be something that's driving you to say you can only go but this far, right? So, you know? my uh, 
my developer mind right now is is at work trying to trying to reprogram <laughs> to pseudocode this game right now. <laughs> and uh, if you're having three episodes, okay, these three episodes um, are all going to have to have a story within them. You know, they're going to have to have a climax and an ending. And yeah. if it is indeed open world, you're going to have to eventually at the end of each episode close it off and and kind of bottleneck it down to a specific ending and then you'll have to pick back up on the next episode of where that's at and then obviously the the third being the the biggest the biggest ending there it is so is it really open world at that point if you've got three different endings and you've got those two different bottlenecks leading up to the third one because you can't really have all these loose ends with each game because where do you pick those back up with on a next game? That's just, that's just my developer mind right there. Yeah. So I think it's going to be probably more linear um, than we remember the game being. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. Wow. See, David, it's good to have one of these smart guys on with this, <laughs> to bring it down on a technical level. I, I have to agree with you, a TP, I mean, 100%, that, that completely makes a hundred percent sense. I mean, that's a very logical way of looking at it, and I, I, I think it bottlenecks it. You're definitely right. There's only so much we could do. And myself, hey, I, I know me. I'm cheap, so I put the first episode to the next episode is on sale, and then finish it. <laughs> uh, that's how I do. But um, I, that is that's a great point, and and honestly. I just have to myself as a collector because I mean I own every Final Fantasy aside from the online versions. I own every single game, and I know I want a hard copy of it. And if these going to become episodic, they're more than likely going to be you know download only um, options. I can't imagine them putting out discs for all these. Um, I, I can't I can't see that being something that they do, and that that impacts even the collector versions like me who like I, then that's when I would say hey I will buy a $120 version of it because I actually want my physical copy I don't want to have to rely on a digital download that could get corrupted or you know god knows what ha- whatever happens in the future you know with these download only games <laughs> can I can I share my dirty little secret right now I think now's the appropriate time now that you said corrupted file um, go for it. <laughs> I've never finished Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. Oh, that's hey, you want yeah. that, that, you, that's that's not a dirty little secret. That's okay. You, that, you know what? I'm a hardcore gamer, and I love I love Final Fantasy. It is in one of my top three. But yeah, when I was uh, I was in uh, junior high when that game came out, and uh, I had a memory card that uh, after what I had like ninety hundred hours into this game, they just quit. Oh, and good old corrupted memory cards. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The little memory <laughs> card got corrupted. And uh, I, I didn't have the money to, at that point to go out and get a new one. Because oh, well, you were $25. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, expensive. They were like 30 bucks, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a lot right now for a kid. But oh, yeah. back then, that was even more. It was impossible. <laughs> my, oh, yeah. I, had to, I had to talk my parents into just letting me have the system to begin with. And then I'm like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I got to get another memory card. I, yeah, I yeah, was, right. I was afraid of those consequences for future gaming. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I'll be honest. I I like um, Final Fantasy 12 a lot. I put 300 hours into it. I haven't finished it, 
because I, I was trying to level everybody to 99 and I was trying to do all the hunts and do all the stuff, get 100% completion of all the side missions and stuff before I finished the game. Um, and I wanted to take advantage of having one of the guests with me when I did all some of the really big hunts um, and just pretty much casting decoy and having the detective guest while my main three did all, did the, the damage to the, uh, to the mark, but... I put 300 hours over 300 hours in that game. I still haven't finished it, so you're, you're not alone on that aspect. But your $25 was a ton then. It's a ton now. And I was, I mean, I'm only, I'm only a year younger than you. I'm the same thing. I was I was scared to get, have my parents, even ask my parents to buy me, you know, a memory card or buy me, a, or even buy me a system. I had to buy my systems. Uh, aside from the original NES that my parents bought, I bought every system that I have just because I knew they weren't going to spend that type of money, you know, on, on video games. So I can't imagine, I can't yeah. imagine kids trying to have to deal with something like that today or saying, well, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to file a ticket with, you know, Sony or, or whoever or EA like, Hey, my game just stopped working. And EA would say, okay, well, it's the hardware's fault. And Sony would probably say it's the software's fault. And, you know, you're going to go around a circle to figure out what's the problem. But think about back in the day, there was no internet. I know. Yeah, yeah there was. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. couldn't go online and open up a ticket. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. could go online. It just took forever. It took five exactly, minutes. Exactly, right? With, with, yeah. our, with our AOL dial up. Oh, the website was, you know, <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, with all the flash animation everywhere. Yes. Sparkles. But, um, yeah, I remember, um, speaking of memory cards and how expensive they were, I remember my brother and I had to share one. And that was, like, the worst oh, thing in the terrible. world. Oh, that's really Remember, terrible. there was no such thing as making two separate files, right? Nope. It was like, if you if somebody jumped on and they saved over your stuff and you were just, you lost it. That was it. So, um, yeah, I remember uh, I had the same thing happen. Um, my brother and I used to share it. And one day he took it to a friend's house and it was raining. And he had it in his pocket and he got soaked. And, of course, the memory card got, you know, water damage. Oh. And, <laughs> so I lost my my you know six hundred hours of Gran Turismo in there. Oh and, uh, man! All <laughs> those mods. Oh yeah. god! <laughs> and uh, so yeah, talking about that and how expensive they were. Yeah, and I, I'm you know a few years younger than you. What am I? Four years younger than you guys? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I talk about your struggles. <laughs> I mean, I was four years younger, so you can imagine what I was going through. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was nice enough to uh, to spare my kids that, and and have multiple <laughs> memory cards as a as an adult, and letting my kids play every once in a while just because I that's just that's a struggle. Like I I watched that with my friends and having their games get messed up, and you know brother and sister wanted to play a game and there was especially because there was no room there was no room in the memory cards oh, yeah, the the so they would delete <laughs> something and be like you deleted my game what are you doing you only have 15 slots yeah I was going to say slots, I've got 15 <laughs> slots you are not slot worthy I'm sorry <laughs> well, and, some, and, and, and when the PS2 dropped it wasn't even in the slots it, just, it was just on slots and size yeah that's right yep, yep. because some of those some of those games they took up a ton of block space I, I forget what game I picked up that um, 
I think it was Neo Saga that took up like half my memory card. I'm like, are yeah, you kidding me? Seven slots. Yeah, it was like, what? What is this? <laughs> like, I gotta go buy a whole new freaking memory card for this. Are you kidding me? Just for this one just, game. Just for this one game. This game better be great. It was to the second uh, one, but like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. That was when you had to make hard choices, man. Yes, yeah. yes, hard. you did. You had, and, and it was some of those were like, okay, what game can I replay and it'll be all right? Like, okay, like, yeah. so Grand Theft Auto, okay, I could delete that and play okay. that over again. Crash yeah. yeah, Crash Bandicoot, you know, something like that. <laughs> so, okay, you know, okay, well, I could get rid of that. But yeah, that was just, that was not, I was not with that. That is just, I'm glad we don't really, have, and we, we kind of still have that today because, like we said last episode, you know, we buy these 500 gig, um, you know, consoles, and after you boot the drone up, you know, two hours later, all of a sudden you have 250 megs used already. I mean, gigs used, and you're like, where'd that come from? Oh, so, yeah, I went through that. Uh, actually, I just went through that recently with what game was I playing? Uh, I think it was with Destiny, and uh, I installed. I think it might have been no, it might have been Call of Duty, and I had to make a choice because my hard drive was full, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! It's 500 gigs. I spent 500 dollars on this system, and I still don't have memory space to put maybe five games on there. So yeah, I guess it's still the same, but I think it's a little bit easier now than what we had to go through as as kids. Well, it would be it would be easy if they made it easy to have secondary storage. Like you have to like trick it if you want, or back it up if you want to have on an external, or you know you you swap out the hard drive. Well, yeah. we shouldn't have to deal with that. Like it just it doesn't make any sense that I have to deal with that when I have a game. Like you said, honestly, like I think of my PS3, which I don't know if it's a two. I don't remember how many gigs are on my PS3, but I mean. I thought it, I thought it was great when they had that when um that iPhone hacker well, I forget what he called himself that that hacked the PSN network and you know they gave all those free games away through the through the PlayStation Store because of the hack or whatever. That, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah I and he, that. he, he I think, he's still stuck in like South America. Like, Speaking of that, I just got my um I just got my lawsuit the class action lawsuit thing back. Yeah, you got with the free game the free and free uh, game. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm like I don't even have my PS3 anymore. What am I gonna do with this? <laughs> <What am> I- <laughs> yeah. and, and it's and it's not it's not like you can redeem it and download a PS3 game and play on your PS4. Right, you know, that, so that like, would be too I redeemed convenient. it because I'm like, well, hey, Sony gave me something free, but I mean, <laughs> what am I gonna do with this? Yeah, it's like five years ago this thing came out. Exactly. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, I was all hyped because I only had a couple games from my PS3, so I downloaded um. I downloaded Infamous and I downloaded Little Big Planet because it was something I could play and my kids could play and they could watch me play. Because half the games I had, my kids could watch me play. So, you know, I'm like, cool, cool. I'm like, get all this and I'm out of space. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've downloaded two games and the rest I have are just game saves. I'm like, there's, there's no way I, I filled this. Like, I'm not storing pictures on it. You know, because they want—they tell you they want you to use it like it's a multimedia device. They want you to store videos on it and pictures on it and music on it. Nobody's doing that. Oh, that's what's you, killing you me. can't afford to do that. Yeah, you're yeah. not taking up my game space. I'm sorry. Yeah, like no, nobody's doing that. And if yeah. they are doing that, then they're not using—they're not playing games on it. <laughs> it's, get yourself a tablet yeah get yourself a tablet for that right you're, get you a uh, really Neo Geo or something yeah <laughs> right it just doesn't make any sense so uh, I don't know man I, I, I'm 
And think of, now, now thinking about that, right? Going back to the Final Fantasy thing. There we go down the rabbit hole again. Um, now, yeah, that's another issue now. You know, you got three episodes. They're supposed to be as large as Final Fantasy 13, right? So I'm assuming that's the same amount of space. So <laughs> who has the space to, to have four, three, Nobody. four episodes? Nobody. On their, on their hard drive. Nobody. That's the answer. Eight. Nobody got that type of space. I mean, you I'm know, through a two T two T drive in that drone. Right. We're, Ain't nobody yeah, exactly. got the type of space. We're talking about a thirty. We're talking about thirty dollar memory cards. But now you're talking about well, now I got to go out and buy a you know a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar solid state drive. You know, if I want it to be fast, that's the other issue. Right? Yeah. You can buy a cheap hard drive, but is it fast? Is it gonna you know have the same loading speed and all that as the the, the stock drive, which isn't really all that fast to begin with. Um, so now you're talking about a 200, $250 hard drive, um, which is probably the equivalent now with inflation and everything to our $30 memory cards, but still, that's still a lot of money to just drop on space sure <laughs> so I can play my it's game. Space, and not even just space, space management. Right. <laughs> For, for my games that I already, you know, my system that I already spent $500 on, if you're like me and got it when it first came out. Um, so it's like, is this fair, you know, that we're, we're, we're putting all this money into it? And from day one, you got to upgrade the hard drive, right? You got to, like, and then it's like, well, you got to upgrade the hard drive. And then you got to spend, let's just say, being fair, you got to spend $30 per episode on this game that you love so much. Man, I don't know. I think it just it gets to a point where it's just like, all right, are they just getting way too greedy, and everybody's just trying to get way too much money out of this because they know they can, or is this a legitimate issue that just nobody's figured out how to manage yet? Right. So that brings up another problem. Here we go down another hole. <laughs> <laughs> you took how, really, how are... you took really to this really nicely. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I love it. It's cool. Dynamic. It's cool. Um, so, how are developers developing games anymore? Right. Like back in the day, you you had one shot. You know what I mean. You had to develop a game, and it had to be very little, very few bugs. And if they were, none of them were game breaking. They had to be complete games, and you had you had one shot to get it right because you're selling this cartridge. And that that's going to make or break you at this point, yeah. right? They were good quality games. Yeah. Now there were no there were no, no redos. There were no oops. Download this patch and it'll fix that. Yeah, that wasn't right. Like with the like the division right now, you know, they went the they went with the uh, the idea to to make it an online only game, which is fine. But uh, well. Uh, I, I'm reserved on it as well, but I mean, if this was like a, you know, one of the games of the century, I'd be a little more upset, but this is just kind of like a filler game for me. So I'm not too, I'm not too upset about it, but, um, they went down the first night, you know, you, heard you about stay that. up and not only did it bring down that game, it brought down every other game that they have, you know, Assassin's Creed, um, the divi- not the division, the uh, what's the other one? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I mean, they, they it was bringing down every game, the, just the mass amounts. And it's like they put out a patch the next day, and everything's fine. So it's like, where where is the where is the craftsmanship in these new games? Where are they? Mm, where's the accountability? 
Yeah, where's the accountability here? Are you just throwing out a shell of a game like Destiny and then trying to do people into buying it, you know, the more content later? Or what was that other one, Evolve? Do you guys ever get into Evolve? I tried tried to get into it, but I I just never really got into it. Well, you can't because it's over now. I mean, exactly. It's a shell of a game now because what they did is they gave you a shell of a game. And if you wanted the full game, you had to pay the whole 120 up front to get it. And it's like, is that is that the direction we're going? And does that worry either of you? That worries me a lot. Like it worries me a ton because you know, like you said, it's there were no redos. So you know, when I when I bought a game for you know a cartridge, thirty forty bucks, or even you know the first PlayStation before, and even PS two because they really didn't have a whole lot of internet. You had the the. Um, that's SOCOM, baby. Yes. <laughs> SoCom. Speaking of SOCOM, right? That's another rabbit hole, but I'm not even going to go down that road. But yeah, I mean, you knew you were buying, you knew when you picked up this disc that you were buying, or, or if it was, you know, Final Fantasy or something, multiple discs, that you were buying a good quality, solid game. And you spent your hard earned 60 bucks that I worked at the mall for for 24, 30 hours a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That, you know, I was getting a good quality game. My hard-earned money was being spent well. Now it's like you spent 60 bucks and you you almost know. I mean, I remember, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Fallout was one of them. You, you pop the game in and already there's an update. Yeah. It just came out. How do you already have an update for it? it just How is that out. possible? We're day yeah. one right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is day one. I, you know, I pre-ordered this game. And already now I gotta wait twenty minutes or whatever, depending on your your internet connection and your download speed and all that, and your install speed. Going back to the hard drive thing, um, I gotta make wait twenty thirty minutes to play this game that I already spent a hundred twenty a hundred dollars on, and now I gotta wait an hour just to play it on day one <laughs> because I gotta wait for the update or I'm getting an incomplete game, and I feel like the developers like you said have gotten comfortable with that of just saying hey eh, we'll patch it later um let's just get it out so we can get this money for it you know and yeah. if it's like evolve like that was you know that was one like i said i played it i think day one and then i was like there's no way that i'm gonna buy this game um just because it was it was buggy and and it didn't seem and then it was online only um it didn't seem like that's the other thing with the online only thing is if nobody's interested in it, it fails, right? It fails like, it completely. If, well, if, it's got a it's got an expiration date, and right, that is yeah. when the next game comes out. You know, right, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like it was funny. Like I I, I, I traded in a bunch of my um, PS3 games, and uh, I had SOCOM, and <laughs> so I went to GameStop, and I'm just like, here, just take them off because my PS3 broken. I, I didn't feel like paying and get it fixed. Um, so I just figured I'd just trade in the games. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, so calm. Yeah, you might as well just make, like, a coaster out of that because it's the servers are down. They're, they're never coming back up, and that game is worthless now, you know? But at the time, I'm like, I think I spent 80 bucks on that game because it was more, because it was online only. They charge you more up front. And now it's a coaster, you know? Like, it's it's, it's a Frisbee for, for my dog to play with or whatever. Exactly. Uh, that's why so. that's why I'm so against the whole online only thing for that and because I am a collector, you know, kinda of like you said Travis, you know, I, I'm a big console guy. I own 
for almost every console I can think of, and I'm proud of the fact that, I, you know, over the weekends I sit with my, you know, my six-year-old twins and my seven-year-old, and they play on my NES, you know, that is, you know, 30 years old. And it still works, and I love the would love the fact that I would hopefully be able to pop in a disc and play a game, and not have to be like, oh, you know what, I can't play this game because the servers went down 25 years ago. Like right. that, that to me is you're renting it at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's it, it's a rent, and I shouldn't have to pay full price for a rental if right. I'm renting that. You know, it just it, I'm not, it's not like I'm renting or leasing a car that has you know I'm not you know I'm not leasing a Benz or anything like that. Uh, it's not none of these games are that good. Uh, it's, it's really not worth all that. And, and these online only options, to me, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I, it's not worth it. It's really not worth the time. And the only reason why I'm into Destiny is because I got that joint on sale. It was half off. <laughs> if, if, if it wasn't, For everything. Yeah, if, if, if it was, and it was a Taken King, it had both expansions and Taken King, and it was 30 bucks on Amazon. And if it wouldn't have been that cheap, and I did, and if I also didn't have um, Amazon gift card credits, there's no way I would have gotten it. Yeah. You yeah. Know. That's like, that's the issue I have, though. Like, I have that issue with um, Need for Speed. And like you know, because like I'm I'm really trying to platinum this, and uh, I gotta do it. But um, anyway, <laughs> I'm probably gonna, that's probably what I'm gonna do after I get off of here. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, not too long ago, my router went down, right? And um, because uh, thank you Comcast with your terrible routers. Um, so <laughs> my router went down. I couldn't connect to the internet, and it was like my only thing that wouldn't connect was my PS4. My phone worked. Uh, all my devices would connect. My PS4 was the only thing that would not connect to this router for whatever reason. So I go, I'm like, well, Need for Speed is, at the time, I'm thinking, well, it's online, you know, when you want it to be online, because it's one of those hop-in, hop-out games, right? And it's like, no, it would not let me get past the start screen until I connect to the internet. So I'm sitting here battling with my router, battling with my PlayStation. I'm going through the settings and trying to change the the DNS settings and all these different things. And I'm going on, you know, online and trying to change the settings in my router and all, all these different things, trying to get this thing to work, the gateways and all that stuff. Um, and it just won't work. And I'm just like, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I got this game. And if my router never comes back and if, or if I never get a new router, I can never play this game again. It's useless. And so I spent sixty bucks on this game, and now it's useless. You know, even even in the age of I have internet and the servers are up, I just can't connect to the internet. Like I feel bad for the people who live in in rural areas <laughs> where they, you know, they got satellite connection and they're getting like three gigs per second, and they're like, I mean, three megabits per second, and there's no way they can play any online games <laughs> without some serious lag, right? They're, they're basically on fifty six k, so. It's like, come on, man. You know, like that part of it. Like you're selling me a, a you're basically selling me an incomplete game, even with that, because, uh, like you said, I'm renting it, I'm borrowing it until you decide it is not worth the money to keep your servers on anymore, um, because nobody's playing the game, or a select few, and so now, hey, we're sorry, you, you got your money's worth already. You played it for however many hours you played it for, and you know. More power to you. Go buy the next game, <laughs> which is which is crap to me. Cause I should be able to play an offline version. 
an off-site campaign or, or, or whatever. It's, it's and, and pretty soon, and, and I see a disturbing trend because all games seem to be headed towards that. Like, um, e- even sports games, like Madden. Like, there was, like, the franchise mode type thing was, like, half of it was online dependent. And I'm like, I ain't trying to go online and play Madden right now. I'm And I don't even, like, even if I play Madden, I prefer to play, you know, against someone that's with me, not online. Like, I'm like, wait, 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 why is I going to go online for Haptis? Like, it's a sports game. Really? I can't I can't play it on offline mode. Half the stuff I gotta do is online. I, I that just that just makes there's no intrinsic value anymore with half these games. How long do you have to play a game though before you get your money's worth? That's that that, well, that's, that comes another question. That's true too, but I think that's I mean I guess that's that's dependent on the person, right? Everybody has their preference of what they think is worth their money. It's just like you buy a car. Um you know, using the Benz analogy, um, to me, I might never drive my Benz. And, you know, it might be 20 years old with 15,000 miles on it. And I feel like I got my money's worth, but you might want to drive it into the ground. And you and you still feel like you got your money's worth. You didn't get your money's worth when it crashes at 200,000 miles or whatever. Um, so I guess right. that's dependent on the person. But Exactly. But what's a, what's a good but it'll expectation? Last, <laughs> it'll last long even if, if you if you run into the ground so let's so let's, let's say you get the division and you run it into the ground you're 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 putting five hours a day into this or you play it one hour a week the servers are going to shut off and the servers are going to be shut off regardless of how much you personally probably play it so like it's value to you personally and you know, it's gonna be when they shut it off and be like, oh wow, you know, I put a lot of time in this. It was a lot of fun. Cool, I'm moving on to the next one. But for some people, they just, if a game is that good, they don't want to let go. That's the whole reason why we're everybody's so excited about Final Fantasy VII. It's because we don't want to let go to how great that game was. And if and if so and if so many things were online dependent, we wouldn't we wouldn't have that same nostalgia. There wouldn't be that same. You know, Mario wouldn't be the hit it is if everything was so online dependent. All these games that people keep asking for, and you know, we've been begging for the Final Fantasy VII remake for for over a decade. Uh, pretty much ever since Advent Children came out. When Advent Children came out, that's when everybody started crying hardcore for the HD remake. And now we're finally going to get it, but without without that nostalgia, without being able to go back and relive those moments over and over and over again, you know, you're you're not going to keep having that same, you know, uh, loyalty and you know and and that and they're they're making all this money off of even every industry right now, entertainment is making all this money off of remakes. Yeah, but with the, guess... with the current format, but with the current format. How much do they owe us? You know, like I said before, you you send out the cartridge. It was a standalone game, and they put all their time, effort, money into it, and then it's it's good. But now it's like, how much in this new format? Because we're not going back to the old format. Yeah, you just got to let go of that. Now. That's yeah. never going away. Well, so at this uh, point, I'm, how I'm, much I'm, are they responsible I'm, I'm, to? You say that, but that's not. I mean, it's probably not. But people vote with their dollars. And if it comes to a point where you got, let's say, you buy a game at sixty bucks, and it's not worth it. If you download that game, you can't return it. But if, you know, if it's a at least if it's a physical disc, you can be like, you know what? I want my money back. 
Um, and you know, obviously, if the game's not good enough, enough people return it, things would change. But we're at a point where it's so easy to, you know, they're like, oh well, I, de- I deleted it, you know, and they just suck it up and and let it go. And if it was free, if it was if it was thirty bucks or less, okay. But when it's sixty dollars, you know, it's not like it's fifty like it was back in the day. It's a sixty dollar game. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you know too. Um, I think we're in a world now where, you know, other than you know the, like the guys like you, Magic, or you know, even like me who we have our old systems or whatever. Most of these kids don't know, know what it's like to get a full, complete game. This is all they know. This is right? what they know. That's this exactly is what they right. know. So this is why I don't think it's ever going to go away because, like you said, yeah, people vote with their dollars, but also you got to remember that like they don't know anything else. So to them, this is this to them. This is their their this is their Nintendo system. Well, they right? ain't being raised like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, you, you like. <laughs> It's it's funny. Like I, today, I actually, I was talking with some of my coworkers, and we were talking about you know because like we're um, my company is giving out a raise soon um, to a bunch of people, but um, well actually to the entire division. But um, nice. Yeah, one of the guys he's been there since eighty, I think it's eighty eight or something like that, and he's like, yeah. he's like, I remember when I started here, he was like, we were making five thirty five an hour, and that was good money. And I'm like five thirty five an hour couldn't even buy me a cheeseburger now, <laughs> you know. So like, I'm taking you know. And when I I remember when I started at the job, we were making ten dollars an hour, and I thought that was good money at the time, you know, at nineteen. So I was making double what he made it when he started. You know, obviously it's twenty years later, but um, it was kind of one of those things where it's just like I didn't know any better because if I knew that hey, well back then five thirty five was was good and then with the inflation maybe i would have pushed for to start at 15 dollars an hour or whatever because i i you know you you vote that way too right you you either accept the job or reject it based on what they're going to start you at so i think it's the same thing it's all we knew at the time making 10 dollars an hour in, in 2005 for a 19 year old was good money you know um but now even now 10 years later that's not even, you know, everybody wants to start at $13, $15. So, and that's all they know. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, unless you're being taught, hey, this is how it used to be. And because of that, you need to protest or you need to take a stand. And for that, you're you're going to walk into, you know, you're going to walk in naively and just say, hey, I'll take the game. I'll take that job. I'll take you know, whatever it is that you're offering me because I don't know anything better. I don't know anything different from what you're giving me. So that's why I don't think it's going away. But at the same time, um, I don't know. As far as how much they owe us, I think that's really subjective, I guess, you know, because every, like, you know, everybody is, the division is a good example. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It, it was right. a dichotomy. Batman v Superman is another good one. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, it's it's really subjective based on value. Like, did I waste my money going to the theater to see this? Did I waste my money buying this game? Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I asked myself this question with Destiny. I was really big into Destiny. I have so much time and hours put into Destiny, and 
I I'm I'm mad at Bungie. I am mad at Bungie. I'm oh, mad at Destiny. I am I am very angry with them for the way they've approached the game and and my overall experience with them is horrible. Like I don't even want to go back to them. Even with Destiny two, I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm I'm probably not going to get it either. I, However, I, think I put my, I put my time into Destiny to justify the fact that I paid sixty bucks for it plus the well, DLC. See, here's the thing: is my time playing it, the time that I put into it was fun. You know what I mean? I put you know solid you know five, six, seven hundred hours into that game for for a total of what you know? Yeah, yeah. one hundred and twenty dollars. You know, I'm at that point. I'm paying pennies for an hour of entertainment. Right. Where else can you get that? And what more do they owe me at that point? Well, you know, it's like it's like they say, outside is free, right? Yeah, it's true. Outside yeah. is free. Outside is free. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that, at that, least that's, that's what Mama said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my parents would say the same thing too. Oh, you know, you're not getting that sixty dollars game. Outside is free. Um, but <laughs> um, I I think, at least for me, like yeah, I have fun playing it, but I more so I. I force myself to play it because I'm like, ah, but if I don't play it, Bungie really screwed me um, more than I, you know, more than they already have as far as they gave me an incomplete game from the start and all the DLC and stuff that I I bought to justify that, oh, well, this will make the game better. This will make it more fun, Um, which, you know, that's debatable as well. Because it's like, well, it has improved some things, but at the same time, there's still a lot lacking, even with Taken King and all the other expansions. Um, in my opinion, it's still lacking something there. But um, I force myself to play it. Like, uh, I need to play Destiny because otherwise, I'm out of 120 bucks. I'm out of, you know, whatever, how much I put into it as far as time-wise, which who knows how much time I'm put into it now. Um, well, let me ask you, let me interrupt you, then. let me ask you both this, um, because since I've only been playing since December, because I did, I put $30 into what y'all put 120 into, um, as consumers, how does that make y'all feel? Because y'all put in a ton, of, a ton more time into it, obviously, than I have had the opportunity to. So, well, even with that, right? Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but even with that, right? When I remember when you first got it, right? Remember, I was like, what? I was level twenty-seven or thirty or whatever. You were like level twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yo, you were heated though, because I leveled up so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like there was, I don't you know what it was. TP. You get this, uh, was, yeah. I forgot what it was called. No, because I downloaded it was because I downloaded the demo. I downloaded the demo, right. and it and because I downloaded the demo, there was some consumable I got that allowed me to automatically jump, jump to level 25. Right. And, now, <laughs> and I spent $120 plus 600 hours or whatever. Oh, it was wildly unfair. <laughs> wildly. And I didn't even know I had it because I, I played the demo up until uh, level 7, which is the highest level let me play. And I enjoyed it. So I was like, when I saw it on, you know, for sale, I was like, okay, let me, let me cop this then. And and I'm playing, and I'm for some reason I just happened to be looking through my inventory, which is something I I rarely do on on a first person shooter. And I was like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Wait, I do this, and I get to jump to level 25." Right. Uh, you duh. Were the <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so that you know, even stuff like that, right? That pisses me off. It, 
and I'm sure um, Travis feels the same way, is like, look, we put $120 into it. And you mean to tell me all I had to do was wait a few more months and I could have just jumped and been on the same level of everybody who wasted their money, right? Because now at this point, you wasted your money because now... And this, look, you know, you got yours in December. I got mine on release day. Right. And now you've actually leveled up past me, right? I am leveled up past you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so how was that fair to somebody like me, somebody like Travis? Oh, it's, it's wildly unfair. That's, that's, that's why I'm like, that's why I feel bad for y'all. <laughs> it's wildly unfair. But it goes back to Bungie and, and all these developers who was like, dude, I, I gave you my hard-earned money. I gave you my loyalty, right? Because I trusted you. Based I on never, that trust, yes. Right. Thank you for thank you for adding that because it was based on trust. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I've I've never played this game. Nobody else has ever played this game. This game is brand new. Um, you know, you can kind of check reviews and stuff. But if I if I pre-ordered it, then hey, I'm already out of my sixty bucks. I can maybe return it depending on if I got if I pre-ordered online or not. Um, and if they, you know, if they feel like it's a justifiable return, um, but you know, as we know with physical discs, once you open it, you're screwed. Um, so I can maybe return and get my money back. If it's digital, I might be able to get my full refund. But if I got the disc like me, um, you're screwed once you open the game. So you open it, you don't like it. There's no taking it back. You can trade it in, and you get a third of the price back. And you don't even get real cash. You get store credit, um, at least as far as uh, uh, GameStop goes. You can probably sell it online, but then, you know, you sell it on eBay. You got to pay seller fees, you know, all that stuff. Um, but now we paid that money. We trusted the developers. We trusted Bungie. We trusted whoever else um, because they're not the only culprits of this, this type of thing. Um, and now... You just totally backhanded me and said, well, you know what? For all the guys that waited and were smart enough to wait and were, were not dumb enough to trust us, here you, you go. Like me. <laughs> here you go. Here's, 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 I'm going to reward that behavior. Right. I'm going to reward you and, and let you circumvent 200 hours of, of gameplay uh, to catch up to your peers in, in, in order and in, in, in light of fairness to help you catch up. I'm going to just give this away, right? And basically give you a backhand slap at the same time for all the guys that were dumb enough to trust us. And so now, like, I know, at least for me, and I, Travis has already voiced his opinion, I'm not getting Destiny 2 unless maybe, you know, it, I, it, like, it's the game of the... Like, <laughs> like, nope, 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 not going to be able to do it. Listen, yeah. let me let me, let me me tell you my, my Destiny experience, okay? So... I started off on Xbox One, and I played my character all the way up to, what, level 29. I didn't get to the 30. Um, I passed the raid. I, you know, I went through the hard mode on the raid. Um, at that point, I started to realize, you know what, look, Bungie's really kind of taking it to people. There's no clear direction here. I feel lied to. Um, I put a lot of trust in them. You know, I, I, there's a lot going on there, and I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm I'm really done with this. And then I got rid of Xbox. I started moving over to PlayStation 4. And with that came a whole new group of friends. And I had some friends who were still into PS4 or into Destiny. And at this point, um, The Taken King is about to come out. And the hype's coming out about that. And and I'll be honest, The Taken King hype, it, it, it followed through. It was it was good. Like 
it was it was a good solid expansion if not like a 1.5 you know version of the game yeah um at that point i'm starting all over again on destiny so when taken king came out i went uh, i now right at this at this moment in time i have all three characters i've got three characters leveled up to 319 and so i have put time and effort i mean i have i have uh the the raid on farm mode on hard mode the challenge modes challenge the, the challenge situations it's like those take like five minutes at this point like they're yeah. they're like nothing at this point so it's like i the, the hate the hatred i have right now for bungie is deep <laughs> and and just the the mere name of destiny is like like no like <laughs> it, it's it's not happening i'm sorry yeah. right well here's the thing is they have not um the, the the reason for their wanting to do the refer a friend and the microtransactions had nothing to do with gaining loyalty. It had everything to do with gaining money to continue right. to produce content. Absolutely. They were behind the eight ball in this that matter. They weren't producing content and then coming up with money for it, you know, after they got it. They were needing they were so negative that they were needing to make money before they were able to produce any content. That is not sustainable. That is not... They are trying to do what WoW did with a $15 a month subscription on top of hard copy uh, fees. They were trying to do what they did on a console. And you can't do that because you're not charging a $15 a month fee per, per user, per account. So this... And I remember that was a, that was a, that was an option went before destiny came out they were talking about they were they were thinking about doing that that's exactly correct they were thinking about doing that and they didn't do it to be honest i wish they would have i really do if it meant for a better game yeah go for it i i would have i would have happily sunk another five ten dollars a month into destiny because to be honest it has some of the best mechanics around it, the gunplay on it is phenomenal. I mean, it, the, it has, it has the potential, you know, with raids and, and friends and all that other stuff to, to be something special, but it's really falling short because all they're going off of is the copy cells. Right. Okay. And, let me, let me pose this question because we are killing the rabbit hole. And, and, and <laughs> all right. Um, My favorite uh, book, Alice in Wonderland. I'm going to post this question to both of you. Okay, first to TP. Yes. What would it take for you to go back? What would would Bungie have to do to win your loyalty back? Wow. I'll tell you what. I'm I'm going to compromise on this. You give me You give me Destiny 2. You give me Destiny 2, and I will pay a subscription. How about that? And honestly, that, to me, for anyone that bought it within probably, let's say, the first... Within before before the first expansion, that is something that they should probably do, or at least say, you know what, we'll give it to you half off. Well, they have the ability to track these things about frequency played and all that stuff. 
because they go out and they give uh, the, the, the 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 straw that broke my back the first time around on Xbox One was that uh, they went through and at this point purples were really hard to find. You know, good purples were hard to find. Yeah. And they went through and said, well, if you started playing the game and then quit, we are going to send you a purple piece in the mail to get you to come back. See, so wow. it's it's like, and this this is what burned me as well. It's like they reward the ones who aren't loyal. Correct. Right? I have many opinions on Destiny. I have a lot of a lot of ideas or thoughts about what can make it better or what made it worse. Yeah. Um, however, because I didn't stop playing Destiny because I didn't show them that I hated you. Right. I didn't get I didn't get You a don't survey. get the rewards. You yeah, don't I don't get, get the survey, yeah. I don't get the rewards, I don't you, get anything at this point. Right. So it's like, you know what? Only thing they see is that I am playing, and that's the only thing they care about is that I am playing, and that's tough because that's who you should be rewarding, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in this case, they figure, they they figure that you're just, satisfied because you're playing. Correct, right. yeah, but exactly. That's, that's not how you win your, your loyal fan base. That's not how you support your loyal fan base. I mean, like, I wasn't a, I wasn't a Halo guy, right? Never right. was. I played... Uh, I think it was Halo 3 because one of my friends just was like he was relentless with begging me to play Halo with him. So I'm like, dude, I'm not a Halo guy. I'm a Call of Duty guy. I'm not really into Halo. But he forced me and finally it was to the point where he was like, dude, I will give you the game. <laughs> You're playing this <laughs> you game. You will play this game with me. I'm like, all right, fine. So he gave it to me and, and you know, we played and even then, I, I still wasn't really sold on it, right? Um, so when Destiny came out, and I was just like, oh, it's just, it's a glorified Halo. But the trailers look pretty cool. I like this idea. It's a five-year game. It's going to be, you know, because that's what they sold us. It's a five-year game. It's going to be like, wow, it's just constantly evolving. Um, you know, it's constantly new content, all these different things. I was like, that's cool because I was I actually like WoW and EverQuest and all those type of games, um, but because I was an Apple guy, uh, I didn't play them as much. Yep. <laughs> um, and then once, especially once my PC crashed, that was I, I just kind of gave up on them. But um, I liked them when I had them, um, so I was like, "This is awesome!" Finally, it comes to a console. Plus, I didn't like you know I, I don't have the best computer chair and all that stuff, so I'm more comfortable on my couch playing my console games um so i was like this is awesome it's a, a mmo but on a console like this has never been done before and it's great five-year game it maybe even turned into 10 years you know because like we talked about before it's so easy for them to patch something in just boom here you go and here's a whole new level a whole new world all you gotta do is just download this little patch it might take you you know 30 minutes or whatever and boom, you just open up a whole new world of possibilities. So for me, I, I'm like, this is awesome. But then that's not what we got. We got, especially, you know, the ones who didn't get the full game, like 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 Magic, like, you know, um, we got a half a game that barely worked. You know, it, it, it was 
it, it barely worked in the terms of like having some kind of story mode or some kind of direction. There was no direction. You just kind of jumped in and you're just kind of like, okay, what do I do now? It's um, all in the grimoire cards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that but, no one reads. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, actually, I actually read them, but you know, it's kind of like, uh, okay. It really wasn't, there, it wasn't, a, it didn't feel like a full game. Right. right. Even, even if you read all the cards, you did all the stuff. Like I, you know, I signed up on Bungie.com and all that. So, and it still didn't feel like a full game to me. It still felt like something was missing. And then, boom, here comes Taken King. But now, oh yeah, you got to pay for that. You know, and it's right. like, what? It's like, no, you <laughs> like, owe this to me. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. owe this to me. This yeah, first part. You guys remember the opening sequence, right? Where you, where you, the the little ghost comes to find you and says, "Oh, yes. you're the one." Yeah. You remember going into that area where the ghost leaves you, and it's a dark place, and you got those things crawling around on the ceilings, and yeah. I think it's the fallen. Yeah. Um, you didn't see that anywhere else in the game. Nope. <laughs> Do you notice that? Did yeah. you notice that magic? I did. Yeah, it's like that is what they gave us. That was the promise that they gave us. You're going to have enemies coming from the walls. You're going to have these lasers that you got to shoot down that you never saw again in the game. Um, And I did see that once. I did have one where I had to shoot those lasers across to get get somewhere. But it was once. Right. One time. And I think that came in a patch. So that wasn't even in the original game. That was just in the opening sequence. And, you know, it's like. That was the promise that they were selling in the beta, and that's what everyone was hyping off of is this is cool, this is great, and these are things that you never saw anywhere else in the game. You still don't see a lot of that stuff in the game, nope. you know? Nope. I don't know. I'm 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 pretty you, I'm pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, Destiny for me is like I feel like Destiny for me is like uh going back to an ex- oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just and what you what what would it be? Oh what what would it take what would it take to bring you back? For me? Yep. I don't I don't uh I say completely Because I know the only reason why you play really right now is because it's of you. It's yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> um for me, I think I say uh either completely abandon Destiny 2. And whatever you're gonna do for Destiny Two, put it in a patch for Destiny One, or like like Travis said, give me Destiny Two for free, um, because of my loyalty, and and you know, give me the game that was promised to me. Give me the five year game with you know full expansions and you know the raids and the the world. You don't even see the world events anymore. They're rare. And yeah. the ones that you do see, it's always the same world event, right? Yeah, it's it's the, exactly the, uh, it. <laughs> like, well, I had no reason to go into those anymore. There was right because you were like, yeah. yeah. And, and then once you hit a certain level, those are like easy. You can do those by yourself. I soloed so, them. I would solo them. No exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they, they do. Like, mean, once you hit a certain level, they they do make it easy. I was saying to to David the other day, CP, like I had first in my challenge to try to take the Taken King. I was probably like. I want to say, like level like like early thirties, uh-huh. and I forget what my light was at. And uh, me and my boy Tim, we were like, "You, we can do this. We'll, we'll try it." And it probably took us five, six hours to get to Taking King, and another two hours trying to beat him, and he was just kicking our butts. So we were like, "Forget this." So now, 
um, playing like you know a week or two ago, and we were like, and we haven't tried since because we were like, we we got our butts handed to us. Now you know I'm level forty, my lights three hundred one, you know he's at level forty, his lights like two seventy five or something like that. We're like, let's try playing and taking king again. Let's see if we can get him. Let's let's get do do this breach side. And I think it took us half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not long at all, right? It was. Like, right. It was like whoa, like. This this took us forever. Yeah, I yeah. remember like I remember when when I, I'm sure Travis remembers this too. I remember when Vault of Glass was impossible. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I yeah, remember. Completely. I remember guys were like. I remember guys were going on. Guys are going online. I know I was doing. It. Guys are going on Game Church. Like yo, I need help with Vault of Glass. Like who wants to do a raid with me in Vault of Glass? Because like I can't do this by myself. And then it's like you get to a certain level, and it was like ah. Vault of Glass, what? That's easy. I got like twenty legendaries from there. Like, yeah, it was, like whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, uh, yeah. I just go there when I need a new legendary or a new rare uh, item. And Which is like, cool. <laughs> I like that. That's how WoW was. You know, you'd struggle yeah. and struggle. The the struggle was like there. You know, it was like yeah. you 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 struggled as a team and then you triumphed as a team and then you exactly. came back for more. Right. You know, even exactly. when you got it on farm mode, you came back for more because it's yeah. like, I'm invested, you yeah. know? Destiny but, brought that back to me. I love yeah. I love Destiny for that. I, I will give them the, the credit for, the, for that because I've been missing that since my WoW days. Yeah, I'm just not too. invested in any game that I play until Destiny. I became invested because it was playing with a group. It was playing with the guys. You know, we'd have our raid nights that we'd come back for. And, right. and, and that's, that's why the pain, and that's why it hurts so much. Exactly. It's like you exactly. tempted me so much. You 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 teased me. You teased <laughs> me. So like I said, it's the girlfriend that cheated on Yo, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who could cheated on me? Yeah, but I'm gonna come back I because you loved me. But uh... yeah. so, someone, yeah. someone, you know, someone really needs to write a love song about destiny. Um, how about, how about this? Like, like, I, like really, like really sappy, like really nineties R and B style. You know, yeah. broke, broke my heart. Yeah, that, that's really what Destiny did to a whole lot of y'all. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, and I feel, and I feel like I'm that dude that she left y'all for. <laughs> that's exactly right. And I can't even. Here's the thing: I can't even be mad at you. Yeah, you can't even be mad. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let, let, let's let me let, let me pull us out of the rabbit hole. Let, we let, spent like an hour and a half just on Final Fantasy. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, to the um, to the diamond. To the diamond. Yeah. All right. Let's um, do. First, um, we the previous episode we had talked about um, whether you know baseball was still America's favorite America's pastime compared to you know with the football being America's sport and. Um, Adam LaRoche's retirement recently, if you didn't hear, he retired from the right from the White Sox because um, the White Sox didn't want his kid around the clubhouse as often as he was. And um, he wanting to spend time with his kid and anyone, you know, plays 160-some-odd baseball games and you're there doing baseball from spring to, if you're really good, into October. Uh, that's a lot of time away from your family on the road and having your kid in the clubhouse is, you know, to me, you know, not that big of a deal. Um, and Adam did the noble thing. Obviously, he's made plenty of money, and he walked away from the game. Uh, but I want to hear your feelings, because I have my own very strong feelings on just the 
fallacy uh, on on Chicago's part with this, but I, I want to know what, what y'all think about this this stand that Adam took choosing family over the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna if you don't mind I'm gonna start. I've got some strong feelings on this. Go for it. All right. Um, I'm gonna bring up two names. Okay, and these are these are these are two names. That uh, one's a pretty big deal. The other one's not quite a big deal, but everyone's heard of him. Okay, Prince Fielder. Okay. And oh, of Ken course. Griffey Jr. Ken oh, Griffey those, Jr. Those are both big. <laughs> those are both big names for me. I'm a, I'm a Detroit guy. I'm a Tiger fan. So you get and, it. You and understand. Ken, and Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite player of all time. All time. Mine too. My my yeah. too. I I try to explain the kid to my kid, and uh, <laughs> he's he's getting it. He's understanding. Um, That's good. But you don't you don't have those two players, at least in their capacity that we have them in, without them being around the clubhouse, without them being in the clubhouse, around major league players, learning the game, having a passion for it, playing it the right way. Um, You just don't have that. And I can probably deduce what you guys talked about on the last thing without even being here as far as it being America's pastime, and it's not. And... Thank you. You're you on see, my side. <laughs> here's the thing. See, see, I, argue, I, I, argue, I argue that it is. And, and here's why in short. Okay. Um, baseball to me is still America's pastime because it's such an easy to do game. You can pick up a ball and glove and just go out there and play catch. You can pick up a bat and go out there with your family at picnics, you know, family reunions. It's something that everybody can play. Whether it's baseball or softball, you can play it almost at any age with your people, with your family. It's just something you can easily pick up and do. You Let me ask you just, this. You can't just pick up and play a football. is such a much harder game. It's a much more demanding on the body. Same as basketball. I, I agree that the sport, the love is definitely more on football and basketball and maybe even hockey's game ground over baseball. But as far as just the pastime, there's no game except for maybe soccer, which if I'm if I'm soccer, I'm pouncing on the fact that it's just as easy to pick up and play a soccer game as it's a baseball game. Um, no other sport is, is just as easy to pick up. You know, and see, but here's here's the problem, and I think this is where soccer excels in everywhere but the U.S., is that uh, baseball's tough. You can't just pick up a ball and throw it. You gotta each of you have to have a, a glove. And if you wanna be able to bat, you gotta have a bat. And that's that goes for every player on the on the on the field. And not only that, but you can't you can't get a pickup baseball game. You can't go out there and find nine guys or eighteen guys. Exactly. You can go out and you can find you can play one on one, you can play two on two. You can play five versus five. You can go half court. You can go 21. You can go one versus one versus one. I mean, you you can have so many variations of basketball, and all you need is a basketball. Right. You and know what I mean? Same thing with soccer. I mean, it's it's same thing with soccer. You just got to know how to kick a ball. Or even um, football. You look at this and say, okay, two hand touch below the waist. Let's go. You know, and then. Yeah, but it never be, ends that way. <laughs> of course, it never ends that <laughs> well, way. Yeah. But that's but the, the way it is, starts. You can do it, right? I I mean, mean, you can you know, do it. And that's kind of preferred, I think. Yeah, that's and that's I, my thought. That's the argument. The argument which is that true. I have. Which is true, and and I'm not discounting that. But when you're 60 years old, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Where you can you can pick up a bat and a ball at 60 years old and still have fun, you know, with your grandkids and your you know your nieces and whatever. That's still why 
you see baseball and softball being so prevalent um, among work sports leagues and things of that nature because it's something that you can do for a long, long time. Well, I'll argue the opposite because, like, my my company, um, we don't have a baseball team, but we have a basketball team, and they're working on a flag football team. Right. Yes. And mind you, my company is worldwide. <laughs> Matt, you know where I work, so you know. <laughs> Our company is worldwide. Oh, and we had, we just actually just recently had a soccer tournament in Vegas. But um, uh, you know, we have every year we have a, we have a basketball tournament uh, worldwide, or I should say uh, nationwide. Um, they're pushing for worldwide, but right now it's nationwide where guys pick up their team, and you, you have tournaments within your your um, your state, and. Then the the winners of those tournaments go on to the the, the national tournament, which is held in. Um, and once I say this, everybody probably will figure out where I work at, but it's held in Chicago at the Chicago Bulls State um, uh, Court. What's well, United Center? <laughs> yeah, United Center. <laughs> 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 I, I I know the names of every arena. Yeah, some of you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so now everybody knows I work at United, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we have that um, same thing with soccer. We have the same thing. You know, you have um, you pick up your teams you, and, you know, the best team of each uh, United Station goes on to go to the national tournament in Vegas. Or, well, I don't know where it's going to be next year, but this year it was in Vegas. Um, we don't have a basketball team. We don't have, I mean, a, a baseball team. We don't have a softball team. Um, and I, I don't, I haven't heard anything about anything in the works. Um so I, I I probably would argue the opposite of like even the company wide stuff of you know the, the old company softball team. I would even argue that that's going away in in uh, preference of basketball, flag football, soccer, um, just because they're more popular sports. Maybe not because they're the easiest to pick up and play when you're 65 years old, but they're the more popular. They're the ones oh, that guys are more interested those in. Those are definitely more popular, and I'm all for those games taking over and overseeing baseball because baseball is, is very boring in a lot of aspects. Um, I think ultimately that's it right there. That, that's what it comes that, to. That is it, and I'm 100% with you, TP. Um, Prince, I mean, Prince Fielder is a couple years older than I, oh, I think he's a couple years older than we are right or, and you know and, and of course Ken Griffey Jr. and I watched I watched Prince with, with Cecil and I watched you know I could watch Griffey play um, and you know and, and seeing them in the clubhouse I mean just just watching Griffey play with his dad that was like so cool. And I remember I was actually watching the game where they both hit a home run in the same game, yeah. and it's like this is nothing like that. Like you can't do that in basketball. Seth Curry, you know, Seth Curry and Del Curry are not going to be able to suit up together. You know, Correct. you know, you can't you can't get that in football because you know you you just don't last that long. Um, maybe hockey could have something like that, but you know, it's you, baseball is one of those few that. You can the passion starts so young for that game, and if you don't start off young, you're not going to enjoy it because other games are more they're more adrenaline pumping, they're more exciting, and you have to really have a passion for baseball. True. And and part of the reason is I think is because they are doing this dumb stuff with kicking kids out of 
you know, out, out of locker rooms. And yeah. and that's why Latin American countries are beating the mess out of us, you know, when it comes to international play. Um, and, and the Japanese are beating the mess out of us when it comes to international play, especially when you look at the Little League World Series. And being, you know, being here in Pennsylvania, I've gone in person. I watch almost every year. And we get we get trashed a lot um, unless we're cheating um, like, that, <laughs> like, that, like that team from Chicago that had, like, half the kids were like end up being ineligible or whatever you know right. we're getting trashed and, it's, and if it wasn't for Monet Davis giving us somebody to, to root for you know and, and actually being within the age group the you know the Japanese and the Latin American countries are, are killing it yeah and, I, and actually, I was found myself rooting for the Japanese team, especially because they were doing that cool, like that Usain Bolt type thing. Every time they hit a home run, I was like, "Go ahead, Japan!" You know, they had <laughs> they had mass swag going on. I was like, "All right, I, I'm, I'm cool. I, I'm with this." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it, it's definitely, especially with be, baseball, probably being other than basketball, having one of the longest seasons of as far as games played right um how do you how do you justify this guy who he's he's given 110 percent for your organization you he can't spend time with his family um and i i i I think that's where i take uh, offense to it it's just like this guy's giving you 100 160 games plus spring training plus every i mean come on this guy's giving you 365 days a year basically um to you and your organization and you're not even you're not even i can't spend you know a, a day my kid or can't hang, yeah, my right. kid my can't, kid can't hang, out, hang here. out here and i mean what is he a nuisance like what is, yeah, okay, exactly. okay now hold on that's that's the question okay no, no but see that, that may be the question but when you're dying sport and not just a dying sport but your whole the whole shtick with baseball it's not the game. It really never has been about the game. It is about the experience of a baseball game. There's no sport experience in this country like a baseball game, which is why minor league comes, clubs thrive very well a lot of the times because the experience is still so unique. You've never had more access to players than, than any other sport than baseball because it's part of the unwritten rules of baseball that you sonographs the fans and you know they're, they're right there they're at the dugout they're right there you know you're catching fly balls and you know there's there's just that whole almost reach out and touch them you're in the game you know, part yeah you 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 feel like you're participating in the game right. you know where basketball you can chant you can cheer in your in your in your, your rooting and stuff but you can't interact that close with them unless you're paying thousands of dollars to sit sit courtside, you know, and those aren't the real fans anyway. Those are the people who are sitting there for status, right. you know. Absolutely. But, but if you go to a baseball game, you can get real close, and you're there, and you know, and and you and you feel, and they're, they're they throw you know somebody will throw their hat into the stands or you know or whatever, and hand a kid a ball and hand a kid. I mean, how many balls do they give away? During every baseball game, right. I mean, you got some of those outfielders, whoever they that throw the ball in the stands every time they make a catch. Right. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. go through 20, 30, 40 balls a game. Right. Just keeping the fans happy. So when you, when you have a when you have like 
here in PA, right, you know, Lehigh Valley area, we have a triple A team that's not good. <laughs> I mean, they're not good. They're affiliates affiliate. They're not good. But I'll tell you, that place is packed almost every home game, 10,000 strong, because it's a great experience. It's family-friendly. The kids love it. And there, you, you could have a, a football team here, and it's not, not going to have that same um, – the, the, the event is just not the same. Well, that's and, you know, you, you guys are stabbing people at your football games, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on though. Let's let's look at this like we did the video games, okay? Let's look at this from a business perspective. Right. Perhaps the Chicago White Sox. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Perhaps those Chicago White Sox didn't want to impose this ban. That's absolutely maybe true. maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe they were forced to do that. Because, By Major League Baseball? Well, no. Let's say, okay, because there have been a few players that have come out and spoke on behalf of LaRoche and and that they didn't have a problem, but a them, it know. was not unified. It wasn't even unified enough to, to make them protest, right? Yeah. Which tells me that there were people in that clubhouse who were not for it. And the manager came out and spoke out, and he said, listen, it had became a growing problem, okay? And we, this is not anything new that we had talked to him about. We had talked to him and said, hey, maybe don't bring him around so much. We're not saying don't bring him at all. Maybe just don't have him like 24-7 all access so that these other guys can work. Because after all, it is work. And... I mean, they're professionals. And they get, they came to him before, previous, to let him know, hey, maybe tone it down a little. And he refused. So what happens, let, let's, let's read between the lines here. What happens when you have that kid, okay, that you, we all know that kid. We all, you know, we, we, some of us have kids. I don't know if all of us do. Some of us have kids, and some of us are okay with most kids, but then you always have <laughs> that one that kid. One <laughs> kid. One, one you kid. are like, I want to strangle and punch you at the same time. What if That's this a New York kid. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if that kid, Adam LaRoche's kid, was that kid? And that's, I mean, that's definitely the other side of the argument that I could see. Um, so do you, do you, you can't go to Adam LaRoche and say, hey, look, your kid's a pain in the butt. Why not? Take I mean, it. Well, and that's a good question. Why not? Because, because, because if the kid's really a, a nuisance. Back in then, 1950. That's, that's, a, that's a thing then. Back in 1950, 1960, 1970, 1980s, and I'm even going to go into the 90s, you can say that. Okay, you can say that to them, yeah. but can we really say that anymore? Yeah, it is, it is definitely uh, a different time. It's definitely yeah, a yeah, different yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a sensitive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. entitlement, sensitivity. There's a lot going on with that. Can you do that? Can you well, go up to Adam Gross yeah, and say, okay, "This I'm is not a global band. This I'm is gonna, just I'm your." I'm going to challenge that in in this. Baseball is one of the slowest sports to adjust. To anything, they are still having these dumb, unwritten rules of complaining about bat flips and all types of other dumb, ridiculous stuff that they want to argue and complain about. They have so many unwritten rules; it, it, it blows my mind. So, I, I would say their culture 
as baseball would be if if any if any major sport they that would be the one sport where you could say you know what your kids are annoying and your kids are annoying half the people of the clubhouse and you know you need to bring your kid around less um, I, I can't I mean ba- basketball there's no way football they wouldn't be able to give away with that because they're so polarizing um, but baseball I would say within that culture still when they're still throwing at each other um, because of the dumbest things in the world. Yeah, I, I think within that culture, and that's still acceptable, they will be able to say, hey, you don't want your kids annoying. I don't know. I, 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 I want to, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know either. I don't think you can. I don't think, I, here's the thing is I think, I think the White Sox were trying to be sensitive to, to LaRoche and say, look, we don't, we don't want to come out and say your kid's annoying because then that's going to make you want to leave, and we don't want you to leave. So yeah. what they did is they just put a global ban on all kids in the clubhouse and said, we're going to make this global. Even the yeah. kids we want there, it's global now. No one gets to. And he ended up still leaving anyway. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to is, okay, is, is he that kid, right? And then how do we handle that as an organization? And then I guess you could say you can argue both sides, right? Because most all of us, I'm sure, we're all men. We have families and we, we have, I'm sure, full-time jobs. We don't take our kids to work every day either. Um, and we spend a lot of time there. Um, we get technically one day a year, right? Take your child to work day. And in an industry like mine, I don't even get that, you know, um, because of security risk and security issues. Uh, we have a chick take your child to work day, but it's got to be on your day off and you have to be with the kid at all times because of security. So it's, it's um, my kid never really would get to see what I really do. It's kind of like we just take them on this nice little it's tour. A tour. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't really what daddy does, but uh, this is close enough because of security and things like that. So I, I guess I could see both sides. Um, I guess I think we look at it differently for sports stars. Um, well, I, I think the sports stars. I think as, as fans. High profile. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's, if, it, if kids weren't so an integral part of the culture and, and love of baseball. If this That's was true. basketball if this was basketball or football, it wouldn't even be a story. Well, it was a story, right? Steph Curry and his daughter. But, 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 but no, the, I mean, the interviews. Oh, <laughs> that was that was just Riley's so freaking cute. But <laughs> but, 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 but here's the but you know, but here's here's the thing. Kids kids at but 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 shorter to the interviews no more. Right. Well, see, no, but no, but players see that's because he didn't control her. Kids have been CP3 has his kids there all the time. Kobe had his kids there. Mike had his kids there at press conferences all the time. Like players have had their kids at the press conferences all the time. That is nothing new. That's and that's not in the locker room. Baseball has been for long as I've ever researched baseball, kids have been in the locker room. Kids have been bat boys. Kids have been in the locker room forever. It's always been a huge part of that culture, which is why people have such fond memories, because they were a bat boy for, you know, for five years, and that just continued to foster their love for the game. And you know, other kids, they just, they just have this, like, that's, and they got to, they got to hand pro players a ball, a, a bat, 
for you know for ten games or whatever. Like you you don't see that in in basketball because the ball boys really don't get to interact with the players all that much. You know they've got their own individual coaches and stuff. And you know football you don't even have kids really out on the field. You know or being able to interact with the players really. Like baseball is so ingrained with that and. This is like the White Sox had their probably had some reasons, no doubt about it, but it just sends such a bad message to the fan base and to baseball fans at its core. It's like it almost says we we don't want kids around anymore. Well, if you if you don't get kids to want baseball, hey, your dying sport's gonna really really die, and people are really not gonna care about your sport anymore. Hmm. Yeah, uh, because the because the, the sport, I mean, the game hasn't been the same since the strike. You're right; it hasn't. It hasn't yeah. been the same. Since yeah. the and that strike. was what ninety four. We've also been just just to be clear, we have also been devoid of any stars since the strike. This is true too. I mean, there there have been stars. I mean, we still have Barry Bonds, but there's the asterisk of that the was that was now. part of the strike. That was him part and, of him the and, steroids. Him and, him and Clemens and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all the stars. We haven't had legit stars since the strike until now. But but when you think about those, you think about the stars. We we mentioned Prince. We mentioned Griffey. Uh You just mentioned Bonds. Right. um, And Clemens. Guys who were kids who grew up. Right. In the clubhouse. Who grew up on the ballparks. Bonds' dad played. Bonds was always in the bond, uh, in the clubhouse. Right. Like these kids that were these players that were great grew up because they spent so much time around ballparks. Of course. And, you know, and if and if you're, you know, if Adam LaRoche's kid had any thoughts of playing Major League Baseball, they're probably fleeting somewhere now to to some other sport. Agreed. But what has a bigger impact, the the kids of the of the current players or the kids of the non-players? What has a bigger impact on the future? Of the sport, the kids, the kids, the non-players, the non-player kids, right? But if that's the case, they got to hold on to something. They got to, they got to have some sort of headline. They got to have some sort of hero. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my son had zero interest in baseball. I mean, he played, but I mean, he really wasn't like living and drinking and sleeping and eating baseball until Mr. Mike Trout came along. Mm. And now all of a sudden, this kid can't get enough baseball. In fact, he went out today. The only thing he wanted for his birthday was an A's or an Angels hat. You know what I mean? Uh. Like, I, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. like the kid, he's got he's got trout sneakers. You know what I mean? They're the ugliest. They I look didn't like know a, he had sneakers. Oh, wow. he's got sneakers, and they look like trout. I mean, they look like a fish <laughs> on his feet. I'm not even oh joking. God. Ugliest shoes in the world. I would buy them, but <laughs> but that's what he's rocking right now, and. This is a true, real star. You got him. You got uh, Bryce Harper. You got Chris Bryant. You know, these are real stars right now who are kind of emerging and, and sucking these kids in at this time. And those guys are all three you guys mentioned are highly accessible. Correct. In a way that no one has ever been accessed, accessed before. I mean, uh, the other day, Mike Trout... Um, I'm going to tell you two two things real quick. They were supposed to come to Salt Lake. That's where I'm from, by the way. I, I live in Salt Lake. Um, we are the uh, AAA affiliate for the Angels. Okay. And uh, 
they were supposed to come and play our AAA team, uh, Mike Trout and those guys. It happened to snow that day. We it got snowed out, and it was kind of cool because Mike Trout on Instagram posted a picture of our field with it with the with the jovial post saying, "I still would have played." Nice. <laughs> and it's like that sucks me in. Like I'm like yeah, I'm yeah. there. It's like yeah, he, he still loves it. He's not exactly. And the other uh, on Facebook, this was like. Uh, in fact, I may have seen this today. Um, Mike Mike Trout threw up the W on his on first post, and some guy replied to that that post and said, "Hey, by the way, you know my my brother passed, and you were a big hero of his, and uh, you know I just want to thank you for what you're doing." Mike Trout responds to him, and I'm like, "You that's gotta awesome. be kidding me right now! Like this is a level of access that's that's just that's unheard of. You know what I mean? This has not happened before." And I mean, like you said, you, it's, it's an unwritten rule. You go to the ballpark and you show up an hour early so that you can hang out around the dugout and have them sign your ball. Exactly. This is taking it to a whole nother level. And this is making it, I don't even have to go to the ballpark to get a piece of that. I can, I can be right here at my home on my phone getting a piece of that, which is really, really cool. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't think, I think ultimately... I'm partial to it because of the history of the game and and the the history that uh, has brought these players' kids up and and the thing the products that we've gotten from that. You know, I, I love that part of baseball. I love the historical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I think you know what? I think it's okay. I think it's okay to put the ban on kids in the clubhouse. I think that's not where I, I don't think that's going to hurt anything in the long run. I think that uh, I'm going to chalk it up to. This is just a politically correct thing to do because it was a bratty kid, and that's the end of it. I don't know. That's just my thought. Well spoken. Well said. Let's move on to a little lighter topic. Um, We mentioned the great Barry Bonds. Um, If you're not aware, Bonds is a hitting coach for the Miami Marlins. And during spring training, the Marlins decided to have a friendly home run derby. That included Giancarlo Stanton and the other bats of the Miami Marlins. And said home run derby was won by Barry Bonds. How much baseball was left in Barry do you think that we that we missed out on because of this whole, you know, steroid law case scandal? You know what? Oh sorry, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll go after. I I don't want to. I don't want to dominate. Nah, you good. You go first. Are you sure? I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel. I, I'm very outspoken and very opinionated. That's what we like here. <laughs> good. That's All right. What we do. Right now, as we speak, at 53 years old, Michael Jordan can go and dominate. What you know, those summer pickup games that all the pros go do with each other. In fact, pros, current pros. Like including Dwayne Wade and and LeBron and Curry and all those guys say that Michael Jordan is a handful when they when they play. He's fifty three years old. He can do it, but can he do it for a season? Can he do the grind every day, every night? Can he go on the road? Can he abuse his body every day? So yeah, Bonds. Once you learn how to hit a ball, once you learn the mechanics of hitting a ball, you can hit a ball, and that's just going to stay with you until you can no longer swing that bat. But 
can he really do it? And that's what you got to, that's what you really have to look at as a, as a professional. It's not whether I can still do it. Most of them can still do it for far long after they retire. It's, can I do this and sustain this for an entire season? If he's DHing, why not? That's the, but once again, you, you're looking at the, you got to look at the whole picture. You got to look at the yeah, picture. Yeah, I'm, looking, of, I'm looking at the look. Well, not, not right now. No. Right. At his current age. Of course. I'm saying, I'm saying, Five years, five years or less from when he last played. Right. I definitely think he should have been DHing somewhere in the American League, and probably have eclipsed eight hundred, eclipsed eight hundred home runs. But is that important to him? I'm not saying it was. Honestly, I think he still wanted to play. I mean, if it wasn't for all the scandals, the, the, the scandal, he would have still been playing. Yeah, that's that's very possible. And if he if that's something he wanted to do, but he was forced out, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. I think because I, I think I mean I really think we lost, you know, probably three or four seasons of good baseball drama out of him because of what still hasn't been substantiated. You know who we're seeing that from right now, right? And I'm not trying to switch tracks to go down another other hole. Well, that's what we. That's all. That's what we. <laughs> uh, the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. That's what we're seeing from him right now. Yeah, we got yeah. we got every bit and every ounce of his prime, and now and, and he Ginobili is and Parker too. Exactly, they're they're, they're he is now sticking around, DHing for the Spurs. That's exactly yeah. what he's doing. He's throwing his twenty minutes in and, and coming in in crunch time situations and and doing the things that he needs to do when he needs to do them, and that's it. Which is crazy. That's that's and here's the thing is it's not even those big three that are carrying them right now. It's it's uh Kawhi Leonard, exactly, yeah, and uh Aldridge, yep, exactly. Yeah. Which is scary because they are the scariest second seed in the history of the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah I mean if Golden State wasn't on their terror, we I mean, we're talking about two teams that could that if they actually I don't know if they can now since they lost um last night, but you're, you're talking about two teams who could have possibly had 70 win seasons. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. That which is like, which is crazy. The same time. Absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. And in the same conference. We're in not the same. What's in the same conference? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 just unheard of. Unfortunately. Anyways, I didn't mean to derail anything, but no, no. But that's that's a, that's a, per, that's a great segue. That's a great thing. Of, that's exactly what Duncan is doing. Um, and I, I personally feel that we got we got robbed a, a bit of that um, because of, and to me. I, you know, a lot of people have their opinions on steroids uh, in baseball, and I, I'm a big thing of you know if you're if you were breaking the rules at the time, then you know you deserve to be punished. And if you weren't breaking the rules at the time, then just they should let it go. And there should, never should have been Congress hearings and all that ridiculous crap because it, it is it's baseball. I'm sorry, there's a whole lot more more pressing things in the world that Congress should have been looking into than steroids in baseball. Um, that's just you know my my two cents on that, and and you rob and you really rob fans of being able to to enjoy Clemens and, and Bonds play you know for a couple more years or other players, um, you know for you know for and they're enjoying those years of baseball because you've got other people who have cheated and gotten caught and 
they're getting like they're getting rewarded. So what's what's the uh, Nelson Cruz? I mean, what he what he got suspended, and then he went and signed that huge deal with the the Rangers, I think. Uh-huh. And um and uh, the shortstop that was on my Tigers, uh, I forget. Um, but he we suspended him, and that's why we traded for Jose Iglesias. Um, and then he went and signed some big deal somewhere else. Like, uh, and these guys got caught. These guys, there, there, there was no doubt. These guys just got caught. You know what? Period. And I don't know if this is this is an appropriate question for now, but if not, I definitely want to tackle this another time. Should we allow steroids? Uh, it's it's just tough because there's so many there's so many products out there. I mean, I remember when when everyone was talking about McGuire. You know, McGuire. He's like, I he what he was taking is illegal now. But most of the stuff he was taking wasn't illegal at the time. If, if to me if it was not illegal at the time, then you're not cheating. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not cheating unless it's on the books that it's illegal. You know, so when, when Manny Ramirez was taking Ritalin and or whatever he was taking, or the woman's hormone drug he was taking to increase his focus, if it's not on the list, they're not cheating. Well, but why not just open it up? I mean, w- the way it is right now, they're finally tuned athletes. They get paid millions of dollars to entertain us. Let's really make this entertaining. You know what I mean? Let's let's open this up and let's say, you know what? There is no banned substance. Whatever you want to do to your body, you're, it's your choice. It's your choice. You're making enough money. You're an adult. This is your career. If, it, if it's cut short because of injury, fine, whatever, whatever you got to do. But right now what we're saying is, you know what? Let's get some Formula F1 race cars right now and let's have them all run off of unleaded. And it's like, well, why? Why are we doing that? Let's let them juice up. Let's let them get big because it still takes skill to hit a baseball. You know it what does, I mean? It, 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 still, it still takes skill, but then they're going to be they're going to say, well, not everyone's on a level playing field because you've got guys who are making you know, $80,000 and you've got guys who are making $20 million. You know, some guys can afford access to it. Some guys can't. So now we're talking about individuals being sponsored rather than the teams? Hmm. Well, they're getting the drugs individually, so. Well, that's that, what I'm saying. So now yeah. we got we got Barry Bonds Spencer sponsored by Pfizer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Instead of yeah. Pfizer Stadium, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is the yeah. are we afraid that the money's going to go to the athletes? Oh yeah. Instead of the oh, owners, yeah. they they of course they they're, they're going to do all they can to keep the money going to the owners and the athletes. Right. Exactly. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things that always you know. Rolled around in my head. Should we just oh, allow no. it? Just throw it out there? I mean, can you imagine I, how much more entertaining football would be? Well, see, there's a difference with football because that I'm I'm big against no. I'm I'm big. I don't want. I wouldn't do any in football just because of how violent the game is. Oh yes, that's another topic. I can, we'll, we'll, in fact, we because make because that I, 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 I played football. I'm from a football family. Right. I've got I've got both sides of my family. We have people that play pro. Um, play D1, like football is in my family's blood. And most of them will tell you, you know, while most of them, would, they didn't take anything. Like the, the most supplements they would take is creatine. Right. Like they're, we're, we were not supplement people. Um, you know, one my cousin, I'll, you know, shout out Shannon Sharp. I mean, Shannon, you know, he pumped. Everybody knows how hard he worked and pumped up. He was, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not a pill popper. He's not a, he's not a, a powder guy. You know, he's a natural athlete. And you know he had a, he didn't have many injuries. You got a lot of guys out there, and the and the especially my concern because it is is 
Because if they were popping, it's to make them stronger, faster, whatever. If they were tackling properly, and people weren't getting hurt and getting on the concussions and stuff, then I probably wouldn't care. Because guys in rugby don't have that problem and all the injuries that the NFL players have to deal with. If they actually know how to wrap and drive and tackle properly, then a lot of my concerns with that honestly would be would be alleviated because they would be proper tackling for them. Right. But the other guys that they they try to do these madden big hits in real life and and try to knock dudes' heads off and that's where a lot of these injuries and stuff come from. And you've got a, a extremely violent game that's even more violent now that people are really starting to get an, an understanding of how bad um, you know these, these guys are putting their car, their, their bodies into car accidents with each other, you know, 17 weeks out of the year. Right. And it does a lot of damage. And I'm, I'm with you. You know, these guys are pro athletes. What they put into their body, you know, technically should be their choice. But when it comes to a point where you could possibly cause, you know, death on the field from over, you know, someone overhyping, over, over pumping, um, and the mental state problems there, that, that, that gets a little iffy for me. I'm not worried about people's mental state of a baseball diamond. And if they want to get into a fight because someone threw a ball too close to their head, I'm all for it. I love baseball fights. They're some of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's, that's entertainment to me. Right. Football in the hand, that, that is something else. You know, I, I've seen, I've seen way too many, um, scary hits without steroids involved to to want to see that in, in football. Um, basketball, that's that's an iffy one. Uh, but there's a, to me, basketball, if you're going to let it do it, you let it in basketball because everybody's paid well enough to be able to afford their own drugs because you only got 15 guys that are getting paid anyway. The league minimum is like a million nowadays, so they ain't got no excuses talking about they can't afford to get pills or whatever. So that's one game I would be like, okay, whatever you know don't ban anything let them do whatever they're going to do right but see there's also the 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 more you pump yourself up the more effective you're going to be but the more prone to injury you're going to be so you got to kind of balance it out and say okay well i'm not going to go out and pump everything i can you know what i mean it's gonna there's going to be a fine balance there and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get better i mean you start allowing these to be legal and the technology is going to get better, and it's going to be more refined. And it's going to be more safe. I don't know, just lots, lots of things there. But we do need to talk about uh, the violence of football as another topic. Because, yeah, that's that's a whole. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole a, another, that's a whole yeah, another dimension a whole right there. Dimension it really right about is. That. Yeah, but that's but something I want to talk about. <laughs> I will just say this, like, like uh, with this, with the idea of steroids and different things in football and other sports. Especially, I would say, especially football and basketball too, probably. Um, you, when you got these young guys coming in, 18, 19, straight out of high school, some of them, are can they be trusted to be responsible enough to say, well, let me not, let me manage my drugs properly because I don't want to get hurt? Or is it going to be, I just need to be the strongest, fastest, um, you know, hardest hitting uh, when it comes to football anyway, uh, you know, athlete out there and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And if that means I OD or that means that I, I tear a bicep or whatever, because I'm pushing my body way past its limits 
especially at 18, 19, I'm still developing. You know, guys stop at, what, 22? So I'm still, my body's still developing. I'm still developing. Can they be trusted? We know the older guys can because they've been through that. They Some of them have uh, been through I, injuries. I, I, I disagree. I'm, well, I, I'm not saying all well, of them. No, I shouldn't say that. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying it doesn't matter because, well, look, especially talking about basketball, let's face it, you know, 80% of NBA players smoke weed. Okay. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. and, you know, we all remember the tragedy of Len Bias. Of course. Um, guys like Roy Tarpley, you know, talented who couldn't stay in the league because of drugs. Um, these guys are putting stuff into their bodies, whether it's legal or illegal. Um, and when it comes to, you know, whether they're, you know, are they, what, what choices they're going to make, if they're 18 years old, they're, you know, they're adults. They can go to war. They can die for the country. They are going to make whatever choices they're going to make, whether they're sound or not sound. They're going to make choices. Now, we hope that they would have been raised well enough, have parents or, you know, mentors, people that are there to give them good, sage advice, and that they'll make smart decisions. But, you know, they're just going to, they're going to make decisions. And most of them are probably not going to be good because of their, you know, their usefulness, their inexperience, and absolutely at times, you know, not willing to listen to, to, to people who have been around the block. Absolutely. So this is what I'm saying. So we open up that door. We open up Pandora's box and say, you know what? We don't care anymore. Do whatever you want. It's your body. Are we opening? Are we really opening Pandora's box and saying, well, we know that you're smoking weed. We know you're doing these things on the side, but now as part of your performance, you know, go ahead and take that stuff too. And, you know, we're kind of not managing you on that. So, you know what? If you OD on steroids, oh well. Um, yeah, if you OD on cocaine or, or whatever else that you're putting in your body that's illegal, um, you know, federally, then, hey, we can't manage that, right? And he was just a bad kid that made a bad decision. But if we're saying now, hey, we're allowing this, well, you can still keep it to federal like, regulations. You can still say if it's illegal to do, then it's still going to be banned in our league. But, I mean, if you want to drink the lining of a rhino's horn <laughs> in order to, you know, get better, then go ahead. You know, that's not illegal. Right. But we're, we're suddenly banning it because people have found use for it. You know what I mean? That's let true. them let them do that you know well yeah you can't do cocaine and yeah you can't go off and smoke weed but sure well, yeah actually, actually in the nba they can it's a one non-bad substance but you know people often overlook that right right yeah, yeah so I, I don't know I, I i look at this and say none no no professional athlete is being forced into this absolutely it's voluntarily it's voluntarily participation and they are making an obscene, we're talking an obscene amount of money. The worst of the worst in their profession is making seven figures. Absolutely. Uh, it depends <laughs> upon the sport. Well, you, but I'm, 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 as an example, you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. saying the, the, this, is, this, is, this is what it They're is. They're making at least, at least six. They are making Cause, cause, a very cause, cause comfortable Because the, wor- the worst and worst baseball-wise, you're talking some dude playing single-A who's making $17,000. Right, correct. You know? Now, if you're talking about if you're talking the NBA, 
that's different. Those right. dudes are making dollars. You talk of football, then you got a guy who's making fifty, sixty thousand dollars at the worst. Right. But either way, they're still throwing that risk. That's still their choice to risk that in order for that really big payday of the twenty million a year in right. any sport. You know what I mean? This is this is their choice. This is their gamble. I mean, life is full of gambles. Life is full of choices. This is their gamble. Why are we why are we saving them from themselves? At the expense of our own entertainment, or or why are we why are we banning them from the Hall of Fame? Why are we why are we cutting short Barry Bonds' career just because he wants to take a substance that's completely legal everywhere else? I guess it's it's I guess too. I mean, probably playing devil's advocate a little bit, but I guess it's also in fairness of keeping the sport pure. You, and and also these guys are role models, right? So do we want to advertise that to our kids? Hey, you know, Barry Bonds takes supplements, so why can't you at 12? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, kids kids are taking supplements. Well, yeah. But there's yeah, but but I mean, you know, I mean, you know, kids are taking different. creatine at crazy. Right, yeah. Young I, was, I, mean, I was taking creatine at 14. But, right. um, it, it, you know, I mean, do you want to – how how far do you want to go with that? You know. Well, and, but that but that asks that asks another question because right now my son he's fourteen years old. If if he knows right now that I am going to be pure and steroids are not allowed and I'm going to try and get into this legit, well now all of a sudden baseball is an option for him. Right. But if he knows that in order to compete at that high level. That's not that's not an option for him now because one he doesn't have twenty thousand dollars to to spend on injections, yes. but two he doesn't want to the kid won't even play football because of CTE. I mean he's <laughs> not going to do that to his body with steroids just to play baseball. Right. So at that point now baseball is no longer an option for him long term. Now does he maybe put his put his thoughts and his efforts into something else? Like being a doctor, or you know what I mean, whatever else his passion is, right. which is which. Let's be honest, is more likely anyway. You know Very what I true. mean. Very I true. mean he's. I mean he's got. I mean the kid's got talent. He's got potential, but, right. but it takes it takes every, much more than that. It's right. exactly you got a better one chance every of getting ten thousand or whatever. Yeah, it is. No, ten million. I mean it's like yeah. you you have a better shot of getting struck by lightning twice in your lifetime than you do making it professionally in any sport. Yeah. So it's like he should probably be looking forward to that anyway. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But right now that's not even a focus is because the major leagues is an option. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so opening it up with the steroids and saying, Well, if you're gonna play at this level, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay the price. Right. Does that really hurt anything? Does that hurt the kids? It, well, not necessarily. Um it's gonna hurt whatever kids take it. Get, the kids that the, do the take kids it. are getting juiced up. Right. Yeah, whose parents are or or the afford. parents that are you know we got like uh you know those <laughs> those parents that they live vicariously through their children and because of that <laughs> like uh ah this is a show on Netflix I forgot what it's called. You want Friday Night Tights? Yeah, we're like they got these kids that are you know they're little leaguers, um, Pop Warner kids, uh, you know and. These kids are getting pumped, and they, <coughs> they probably pass 
and I'm probably I'm sure there probably is going to be some long term effects because there we've seen long term effects of kids lifting weights too early and things like that. Um, but their dads wanted to be or or were football stars, and because of that, these kids are being pressured way too early, way too fast to be football stars and because of that you know now you say all right on top of that which some of the dads are probably doing anyway you're going to take steroids you're going to take so longevity wise and then now maybe that kid probably won't because the chances are still going to be there because if you open it up to everybody well the chances are still going to be one in 10 million or you know whatever the statistics are because you're still going to have those 10 million kids that are willing to take that risk Right. But now the long term effects are going to be, well, now the kid's got brain damage at 35 or he's got, you know, aneurysms or whatever else. The, the side effects of, of taking steroids or he got hormonal issues and all these different things, um, possibly even cancer for some of these things that haven't been tested, FDA approved and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah he isn't always well, the best either. But right. I'm just saying, at least some. So, so there's some, some there's some, some governing kind of, board. Yeah, there's some something. kind of like testing involved. I, I know the FDA well, I, isn't I'm, isn't the best, right. but at least somebody's vetting this stuff, right? At, well, I want to come at you allegedly. like this. I want to come at you from the owner's perspective, and as someone who's got it in their their goals to own a minor league team. Well, I should say uh, minor league basketball team um, you have to think about your product and obviously the longevity of your product as myself if I'm if I'm an owner of a sports franchise I am I, I'm probably I'm personally probably I don't think I'm for just free releasing steroids out there because some people will say well if you do then you know they get out there they're entertained you're making money yes but money needs to be sustained and if i've got you know if i've got a great player it's a much shorter investment and and it's a shorter investment where anybody that knows good investments you want you want longer you want longer investments you want them to pan out so you know for every you know for you know Especially when you get that one player on your franchise that you need, you know, to keep and sustain your cash flow. I mean, can you imagine Miguel Cabrera was a juicer and, you know, please, he he would have been gone, you know, by now. And you know, we we look at what happened to A Rod, what's happened with A Rod's body, and how, you know, how up and down he's been because of you know the steroids um, and the effect that's had on his body. You know, the long the longevity. You know, is is not there then. If I'm an owner and I want to take advantage of the special gifts that these guys, that these guys are born with, I don't want them screwing that up, because that's money out of my pocket now, and now I have to replace that person with some dude who's probably not as good. There, well, there's yeah. a there's a current business model that is shredding that that thought and that theory right now, and it's called the NCAA men's basketball. <laughs> they they currently have that exact same business plan of one and done. I get this star player, this special player. Oh, but see, for they one don't want year. that. That's see, that's not their model, though. They don't want that, that but they are still that's, that's, highly that's, that's, profitable. That's Kentucky's model. Well, they, yeah, exactly. Here, Duke here. and everyone else. Right. Here, well, even here Duke doesn't want that. With that, with that, right? Do we still play? 
do we still pay our superstar players if we decide as as owners let's say we're all nfl owners or whatever um do we still pay our star players millions of dollars knowing that it's a short-term investment is 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 the benefit of you have a seven-year contract a 10-year contract for 80 million dollars or whatever um you know in the case of basketball um that sees that that that's what is, is, to see that depends right. upon the sport. If it's football, sure, I'll take that bet because everything's in the favor of the owner. So if that kid, that guy gets hurt, I can cut him. I'm gonna pay him nothing. Now, if you're talking, ba- you talking basketball, guaranteed contract. That's like, well, that's Rose why I went with basketball. Like you're going D Rose, <laughs> D Rose blow his knee just for turning his leg. Like you know, you're paying him his ninety million dollars no matter what. Right. So. It so, depends upon the game. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So and, the, you, and the collective bargaining agreement that they got in place. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So do you say, well, you know what? Because we know that these guys are taking uh, enhancement drugs, look, or do you just shorten the contracts? Do you say, well, you know what? Make them non-guaranteed. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you can do that, too. A or do you just say. non-guaranteed. You get paid for yeah, the game to, you yeah, play. To me, I mean, to me, if you're, if you're, if you're taking something that is going to possibly damage um, you know, your, your longevity, your livelihood, then I wouldn't guarantee your contract either. If you're not, if you're clean, you're taking stuff that's you know approved list and all that, sure, I'll guarantee your contract. Well, that's the other thing, right? Because now if there is no approved list, right, we're, getting, we're throwing the approved list out. Everything's, everything is approved now. Everything's approved. Everything's approved, then I, I, I wouldn't guarantee a single contract. Is, all right, so that's what I'm saying. So do we say, okay, you're my number one draft pick, but what do you, do you take supplements? Do you take? Are you taking the drugs on this list, or are you taking the drugs on this list? And then it's like, well, hey, who determines which list is safe now, right? Because we were supposed to throw out the list, right? So if I'm a college player, if we throw out the list, if you're if you're a pro, if you throw out the list, then that's then honestly that's a bargaining tool. Then as a as a player, you say you go to the negotiating table and you say, you know what, you know I'm I average 25 points, seven rebounds, and five assists a game, and I don't take a single supplement. That's a bargaining chip. Then, but guess what? How long does that last before everybody catches on and nobody nobody quote unquote takes supplements? Well, because <laughs> well, you're not again, testing, but, but, right? But no, but no. If they claim they're not, I there's no there's nothing saying that I can't test them. And if I'm testing you and I find that you're lying to me, so, this is then I take your money. What are you testing me for? Why are you testing me? Why? Well, you, you can you can you can keep a banned list of substance. So you can you can keep the current banned list. Yeah, you you can say as an owner, the league may not ban you. But I don't want you. To, it's just like just like but the league doesn't ban motorcycles, but certain teams will say, and certain players, I don't want you riding a motorcycle. It's in your contract, so I can say as an owner, I don't want you taking these five drugs. Any other drug you can take with these five, and I'm going to test you. And if you take these five, you're not getting your money. Fair enough. But well, uh, I, I I just see I can see the player association saying, hey. Why are we? Why you know playing devil's advocate, working in the union environment myself? Hey, why are we taking? Why are we testing these guys? This isn't. And then you know you can argue the investment piece and all that, but I can see the the dichotomy of both sides of saying, well, you know, my 
I represent the players as the players association and they don't want to be tested because there's no reason for us to be tested. We're you guys said that everything is approved and for anonymity sake or for privacy sake or whatever, I don't want to have to disclose every drug that I'm taking. Maybe I have a condition that I need to be taking certain drugs. Maybe I'm taking hormones. Maybe I'm taking testosterone for other issues. Right? Which is cool. Which is cool. You just don't get a guaranteed contract. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Because, because, because you should disclose that to your employer who's paying you based upon your physical gifts. True. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm against the guaranteed contract as a whole anyway. I, I, yeah, think, I, I think they ruin the sport, like to be honest. Yeah, I don't like guaranteed contracts. See, I, I don't know. See, I, I don't know. I, I don't think guaranteed contracts have ruined basketball. Um, except for the case of someone like Derrick Rose, who just oh, they no, they have ruined they have ruined basketball because now Utah is paying you know Derek Favors and whoever the white guy is that plays for us. I don't even know his name. You about Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward's a baller. Are you kidding me? That Wait. dude. That dude is probably the most underrated shooting guard in the league right now. The dude can't uh, play defense and he can't carry a team. I mean. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, you're but, asking you're asking him to carry a team that he shouldn't have to carry. But here's the thing: is we're paying him max money because we have to. Because if not, someone else is going to. Because owners love to spend money and guarantee the contracts. He's also just oh, they don't want well, the whole league guarantees. That's, that's it's out of control. That's the, that's, that's, the, but, that's the point. The, the money the, the money's out of control because of free agency more than the guaranteed contracts. Right. Because because you're giving you know you're they're giving max deals to non max players. Um but honestly I'm not mad at that because I, I, the players should be getting paid more anyway. I, I really especially when it comes to the NBA, um as in the way with promotion, it, there's so so much is on the players to drive the attention to the game. Um, that I really think that they should get so much more. So when they have a higher ceiling that's set as the CBAs go higher, and as they get these higher TV deals, I'm sorry, these TV deals that they're getting that are coming for the next two, three years, and that's causing the, the salary cap to go up, yeah, they better get more money because there's no reason why the owners should get that money when the owners ain't the ones who are half the time even really promoting these guys. Half of these guys that are these players that are really good, their promotion is not coming from the team. Their promotion is coming from Nike or Reebok or Adidas, whoever they sign with Under Armour or whatever, yet they're still reaping the the, um, the benefits of having guys that are doing self-promotion or promoting by promotion by another company, and they only have to do the work. So why should they get the money? I, personally... I think that every every contract should be non-guaranteed. It should have a team-based incentive in there, a participation incentive in there, and then a um, performance-based incentive in there. You know, like how well you did. Um, oh, most most of them they they have the performance and they have team-based incentives. They do. Uh, and but the thing is, when you don't guarantee contracts you end up in a situation where the NFL where you have such a um, discontented workforce um, because you can just because they can just cut people whenever they feel like it yeah whether it's deserved or not um, and they don't and they don't and they don't have to pay them correct and to me if you sign a contract 
I sh- that's a contract. That's binding. But so if so so if, if and again, if, if there, should there be a, a caveat or two? If the person's underperforming, cool. That's I, I I'm totally fine with you know someone either not getting paid or underperforming, but just you know when 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 they just cut well, they cut a guy because simply they don't and most of the time they cut guys just they don't want to pay them. It has generally it has nothing to do with well because the return on investment the return on investment just, is not as good. They just don't they just don't want to pay them. Right. You know, and and if that's the case, then don't sign these guys. Don't sign guys to long term deals. They sign these guys to long term deals knowing well they're going to cut them after the season's over. You know, you know, and and as a player, I would be like, okay, well. I'm sorry, then I'm not. I, I have my son, then I'll play somewhere else. But you here's know. the here's the thing, though. Okay, think of it this way: business perspective. The NFL is the best run business, probably in the world at this point. But, I wouldn't say the best run anymore. Well, I'm well, I'm just saying uh, as far as profitability and market share and growth and year over year growth and everything else, every measurable you could have. I mean, they're they're up there, but but. Even just taking it from the world and just bringing it down to the level of professional sports in America, within America, yes, globally, no, they America, are yes. far and above the NBA, and the NBA, I think, is the Absolutely. next closest. Yeah. The NBA is is the NBA kills it globally compared to them. Yeah, NBA is kind of, I would say, struggling. I mean, obviously, they're still making millions, but they're they're struggling. I mean, to the point that they're wanting to put. Um, they want to sell uh, parts of their uniform to uh, sponsors. Yeah. Well, they're they're considering that just because they see the money that's there. Exactly. They have that because ability. They're, the they're NFL does money. Even... They see what the you know what the, uh, the you know the soccer leagues, the EPL, and all them been doing for years, and I'm like, wow, because that that is unused real estate that we really should be using. Correct. But should they have to? Well, they does, don't have to. Does the NFL have to? NFL doesn't have to. And yes, and yes, they do have a discontent in their workforce, but is there a shortage of guys not wanting to play? There is. A, there's, see, there's never been a guy guys not wanting to play. Because if that was the case, the USFL would still be here, or and the XFL would still be here. It's not about guys not wanting to play. We have gotten so accustomed to seeing such a high-level performance that – Yes, there's a great shortage. Yeah, but I I, I don't think that especially there's a... with football, basketball not so much because there's there's people that can play everywhere in right. basketball, and there's you, you only got 15 dudes to a squad, and if you've got a different league that has you know lesser rules when it comes to you know medicinals and other you know problems that they the NBA may not want to overlook, then you could actually have some real competition. When it comes to football. There's no, there's, there's not a whole lot of players that are on. Well, we we talk about how bad some of these guys in the NFL are. Well, we talk about how bad some of these quarterbacks and stuff are. That's and like, how point. did this guy actually make it to the NFL? That's the that's what I'm talking about right there. Is that there's 10 percent of the league that are really, really, really special, right? Right. And then there's everyone else. And what's the difference between everyone else and those guys who are fighting to get in? Well, I mean, there's 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 really really special, and there's 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 above average, there's average, and there's dudes who just suck. Well, that's, and but what's the a, difference between the guys who just suck and the guys who are really good? What's the difference between them really? 
They all have the ability. It's not because one of them takes a six and step backward on their left foot. Not, not all of them have the ability. But it's all situational. It's all who they, who their coaches are. You know what right. I mean? What school I mean, they went to? What school they went to? Oh, the the availability yeah. to them. I mean, I, just, I mean, because some, let me say this: Chad Henney, who I uh-huh. don't like. You know, right. he's from Pennsylvania. He went to my school. He went to Michigan. Right. You know, not not really a better, much better program out there. Chad Henney could go to any other major program, and he'd still be a bum. Like he's just he's not good enough to be an NFL starter. He shouldn't, you know. But he's had to start because of lack of options. You know, the, he's but he's he's not he's a bum due to the well, journeyman bum. Well, that and that's true. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking about random defensive tackle random left guard you know what i mean like I, that's that's who i'm talking about the, there's no difference between those guys and I, let's let's put it this way pretty much all of new england's line offensive line what's the dif- what's year? the difference between them and anyone else they're not great no, we, don't, we don't know their names exactly they're not <laughs> we special had to, we had to recycle so many people in but but also that again, that's what led to them losing the last several games because their their line was so pieces they couldn't keep Brady they couldn't keep Brady together. I will take I will take that over the success they've had over the last decade. I will take that. Well, yes, this, this this one year was it was an anomaly, but if they don't lose Solder and and the rest of their offensive line, we were probably looking at another championship. True, but now okay, let, let's switch. Let let's let's go back to our old. Uh, our uh, our Spurs, okay, because a lot of guys there that were really good quality, like for example Bruce Bowen, Robert Robert Horry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both of them were pretty washed up before they went to the Spurs. Uh, yeah, yeah Horry, Horry was on his way out. He was on his he was on the decline of his career when he was for the Lakers. He goes to the oh, yeah. Spurs, and all of a sudden he's now extending his career for another five or ten years or whatever it is it was. Well, he's also not Why? playing as many minutes in, in the Popovich system. Correct, but that's much. my point right same, there. Same with Steve Kerr. That's my point, is that the difference is is in the in the systems that you play in, yeah. right? The luck of the systems you play in. You're telling me right now that random guy going to the Patriots who plays left guard is probably going to be more successful and deemed a better player than random guard going to play for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Well, I think anybody playing with Cleveland Browns is exactly. And why no is one... that? And why is that? It's because of the system. It's because of the organization, right? right. So some of these guys, they could be really, really, really good. Go play for the Cleveland Browns, and their career is over. But see, to me, to me, if you're that good, even if you're playing in Cleveland, some of that will show. Like Braylon Edwards showed how good he was even though he played in Cleveland and had nobody to throw them the football. But if he would have played in New England, would have he had those problems? Yes, because Braylon had oh. too many drops in Michigan. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and, and, hold on. And, and, and with the Jets. I mean, Braylon played with the Jets and still had the drops problem. I mean, that's, some of that is on, is on the player, too. Correct, correct. No, and I, I see what you're saying there. I'm just saying that... I think so, I think the organization, I, mean, I think I mean, the luck right. of the, the organization has a the lot. There's so many factors out there. Well, the, the organization definitely gives you a, a, a fantastic boost. And you're right, New England has been a poster child for taking dudes off the street um, who haven't played in, in you know, like that cat, um, was it Deion Lewis? Yeah. Uh, earlier this year. Like, 
this dude hadn't been in the league in two years, and they were like, "Hey, this all of a sudden this dude's putting up big time fantasy numbers." Right. Um, like they they are they are no Belichick is known for finding diamonds in the rough. Right. Um, you know, without a doubt. Look at and, look at Randy Moss. Well, that, was, that wasn't exactly diamond in the rough. That was no one wants to do. Hold with this on. Cat. You, hold on. Randy Moss went from wonderful, like above average superstar of the league, to god level status that one year in New England. Do you know what he I mean? Was, and then he, after that, but he, but, he was on the downside was, of his career. He was already he was, when he was playing in Oakland. He had no one to throw him the ball. I mean, he he wasn't. See, I don't think he was that different in status wise in New England than from Minnesota, because he everyone was looking at him to be the next to be actually probably better than Jerry Rice, um, and aesthetically he was just not. If you he know, plays his career in New England, is he better than Rice? No. Yes. No. Why not? Why not? Because Randy's not was never disciplined enough to have the, the longevity that Jerry Rice had. He had the, all the he had more physical gifts than Jerry ever had, but he never had the drive and and the discipline to do what Jerry did. That's what separated Jerry from the rest of the receivers. And if it was pure talent, then 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 he was better. But. No, he he would have never. If he played his entire career in New England, he never would have been better than Jerry. Uh, I think I have to disagree with that. Can, one. Well, can, can you imagine if Jerry? Can you imagine if Brady had was thrown to Jerry? Because Brady's a much better thrower. Jerry than, than had. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jerry had. He had Montana. Joe Montana and Steve yes. Young thrown to him. Yeah. Yes, yes, and honestly, as a as a passer, and remember, they didn't pass the ball that often back then. Right. They pass it a whole, it was a, it was a whole running lot game. more. Now, can you imagine if Jerry played with Brady in that system, where his numbers would be? They would have been a whole lot more in playing this past happy era. Just yeah. like if Michael Jordan was playing in this era, where the, you, your shadow can't touch somebody without them calling the foul. <laughs> it's true. Michael, Mike would be averaging 50. Mike would have scored more than 100 points. Forget Kobe's 81. Mike would have dropped a whole lot more than that. Because Mike, because all those kids, especially those cats back then, who put up big-time numbers. I, I can't imagine Pistol Pete playing in this era. I mean, that dude lit everybody up. Like, I can't, you know, if they they played defense back then, they didn't have three-point lines, you know, back then. Yeah. Like, if they'd have been playing in this, in these, in these, you know, when you look at that type of era and what separates some of these, some of these, these athletes, a lot of the time, especially when we're talking about the upper echelons, a lot of it is just what extra do they give? What extra do they have in them? And Jerry's extra drive and determination to be the best, and unfortunately, it sounds like a little bit of a stickum problem that we learned about that he admitted to, um, separated him from the litany of great receivers he played against in that era. I mean, Randy was great, but he didn't really play in a high wide receiver great era. He was at the tail end of Chris Carter and, and Rice and Irvin, you know, and Alvin Harper and, and Art Monk and all the great receivers that Jerry was playing, you know, in that era. And and it wasn't this past happy era. See, but Jerry was playing on on a dynasty level team in the, he in played, the Niners. He, 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 those he years. played he played on the stacked the team was pretty stacked. Right, so Roger, you can't you can't double team him, you can't triple team him, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they double teamed him. Well, they, they, they tried to. to, but then they would leave everyone else open. You know what I mean? So looking, just looking at stats alone, okay, that one year, Rice only had one year receiving yards-wise that was better than Randy Moss that year he played in New England. And Rice never had as many touchdowns as uh, Moss did in that one year in New England. Right? Right. And that's saying saying Moss. But that New England team was just as stacked. I mean, you don't forget how many, all the play. That New England team. That no. year, they, that that eighteen and zero year. Remember, they had Dante Stallworth, who was putting up big numbers. He put up big numbers for Philly, and I forget what the team he played for. Stallworth was no joke. He played uh, they, New Orleans. Um, New Orleans, yes. Yeah, yeah. They had Stallworth on that team. They had Moss on that squad. They had um, uh, I'm trying to and, uh, I'm trying to remember who else. Um, they had they they were loaded. That team was insanely loaded on both sides of the football. Montana never had that type of defensive support ever on his on his Niners teams. Um, and I'm trying to remember who else they had on the, on the offensive side, but Moss wasn't you know, it wasn't like where he was in Oakland where he was the only option that the QB had to throw the ball to. And remember all those running backs they would just dump off to the foot, the football off to in the in the flat like Kevin Falk and them, you know you had to cover those dudes. You could leave those guys alone. Moss had plenty, plenty of receiver help that year. I don't know. I I, I just I I'm not I'm I'm not. Moss's numbers are very comparable to Rice. They are. They're they're the closest anyone's ever. They're very to close him. to that. And he had Dante Culpepper throwing to him for most of those. Uh, Cunningham than Culpepper, yeah. Right. Um, but then well, people forget how good Culpepper was pre-injury. Um, he was. Uh, he was good. He, he was put he up was a decent. lot of numbers. He was decent. I I wouldn't say he. I, I he's not Tom Brady level. He's not Joe Montana or Steve Young level. No. And they all, and remember they had Wes Welker on that team too. Not on on that Randy Moss team on that year. Yeah. That was what ninety seven. Ninety seven. Oh seven. Oh seven. I mean, oh seven. Yeah. Oh seven. I don't remember him being on that. I thought he, he was, was on, on Miami. That, he, he, he no, he was on that squad. Oh, okay. They had Asante Samuel on that squad. They had they had Logan Mankins. They still had Coppin um, on that line. Um, you know, they still had well, they had they still had Will Fork. They had they were stacked. Huh. And um. And I and they had uh, I think they still had um, what's his name, murderer, <laughs> Fernandez. Oh, nice, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Whoa. Yes. Now, Aaron with Hernandez. that being said, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And on on that note, <laughs> that note. So uh, I think they still had Hernandez kind of on, on the Brought this up a little bit, anyway. Um, so it is kind of a nice little segue, even though we were way deep in the rabbit hole. Um, satellite camps. <laughs> Yo, I'm yo, I have to, I'm so heated on that. You have no, no, you have no idea how disgusted I am with the NCAA that they kowtowed and knelt and kissed the ring of the of the SEC. This is such garbage. They've been doing satellite camps for over ten years. If they weren't so scared of Jim Harbaugh, exactly it. And the Big Ten, this would not be anything. I dare those cushy SEC cats to travel their butts up north and do and do a camp. And 
it is purely about Harbaugh and the Big Ten having influence and taking players out of their own backyard. They think they're entitled to their Southern-born players. And it's crap. It is utter crap. I just, it's, it's ridiculous how, how, this, how clearly unfair. And you know who it's most unfair to? It's most unfair to the kids who should have the opportunity to to meet coaches that could benefit them and make them better players. Not every kid can afford to travel to Michigan or to Minnesota or to USC or any of the other places from Florida or Alabama or Mississippi, wherever they come from, to go to a camp. These these schools should be able to take their program on the road and meet these kids and have camps there. There's nothing wrong with that, and they've been doing it for better of a decade. But because it wasn't working until Harbaugh, you know, put his unique spin on it, now they want to cry foul. Checkmate. That's it. That's all it takes is one person to ruin it, right? Yeah. I, 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 I agree <laughs> or, or with or you. One person, yeah, I, I got one no person way. to I do it right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I fully agree with you. Everything you're saying is completely correct. They're, they're scared of Jim Harbaugh. He's, he's changing the game, and, and when someone's different like that, then – you don't want to embrace it. You want to suppress it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's rough. That's, that's hard, you know? And the, it kind of makes me excited for Michigan football, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 I wouldn't be sad, honestly, just because, um, I mean, look, because it was Harbaugh who did it, kids aren't going to forget that. Right. You that's know? exactly right. If it was somebody else, if it was James Franklin who had done it, um, then it wouldn't have been. It, would, it wouldn't benefit Michigan football going forward. But because it was Harbaugh who did it and made it work and made it something that everyone was paying attention to, they're not going to forget that because they're calling it the Harbaugh rule. Yeah, of course they are. It. Yeah, you know that's what they're calling it. So players down south, they're they're, they're like, okay, cool. No, we 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 know who really wants this. We know who's willing to do the extra mile on top of you know sleepovers and climbing trees and you know shooting baskets in the driveway and the other stuff that um, that that Harbaugh's willing to do to get players um and as a Michigan fan and as a Michigan man you went fine you you, you took it away it'll, it'll probably be repealed later on because they're not going to be because enough coaches um are going to enough coaches and programs are going to be like this is crap you know this is really this is really ridiculous um and I hope that some of the other programs do because Harbaugh was bringing other programs in. I mean, I, I forget what other program he he was gonna he was doing a like I think it was Iowa State or something like that. He was doing a, a joint, um, you know, camp with. Um, like it, it's not like he was doing something completely exclusive as well. Other other programs are doing this, and on all the SEC coaches also weren't on board with saying this is a problem. It was just you know. Auburn and Bama and um, and Georgia were the only ones really saying anything. It was the big dogs. The little schools were like, okay, cool. They, they, you know, let's hey, let's have a level playing field. And, you know, ooh, what an odd concept. Yeah. <laughs> and David's heard me, you know, complain about this. <laughs> I I dare. You know, they, they would talk about they would, they would talk about neutral fields and crap like that. Like they played that, you know, Alabama Wisconsin game at the jury, at Jerry World or that Alabama Michigan game at Jerry World. That's not a neutral site. In Texas, 
That's not a neutral site. I dare one of those SEC teams to come play a game in the big house. I dare them and see what happens. See what happens when you have to play football in real man weather, where you actually have to deal with it being a little cold, where the football <laughs> gets a little hard to grip. When you have 120,000 fans. And you got 110,000 and you have 110,000 people screaming. <laughs> You know, you know, I I, I want to I want to have an argument against this. I just don't. But I really don't have one. Yeah, I can't because it is. It's it's just it's it's just it's as rock solid as you can get it. I dare them to come up north. Yeah, dare them. They won't do it. Every freaking bowl game is in the South or uh, California place where it's warm because they can't take it. And they're like, oh, fans don't want that bull crap. Oh, fans fans love it. Yep. There's nothing better than watching a football game in the snow. Exactly. <laughs> it's a man's game. They yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. ice bowl. That, yeah. Uh, uh, there you go, the ice bowl. That, the ice bowl, is, exactly. <laughs> you know? Still I mean, one people, of the greatest like, games well, ever. Oh, the kids, the kids from down south, they, they don't want to go up north. Oh, really? Well, look at all the people that Harbaugh and Urban Meyer are taking from your southern states to go play football up north. I think they can handle it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, when, 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 we, when they signed Devin Bush Jr., and, and that said to me that if Florida State couldn't get the son of one of their best players in their history to go to their school, the landscape is changing. It's gonna, and they're going to do all they can. The SEC is going to do all they can to lock it down. But the landscape is going to continue to change. And Harbaugh will come up with something next year that hasn't on the rule books yet, and he'll, and he'll take advantage of that too. Yeah. Well, that was a short topic. So, uh... <laughs> well, let's, 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 let's go. Let's go into um, let's go, let's go into a sensitive topic. Um, I noticed throughout um, in this course in my personal, you know, my personal world that no one on my Facebook feed or even my Twitter feed really said a single thing about what I consider one of the most impressive feats I've witnessed in in sports. And that is UConn's women winning their fourth straight NCAA title and their 11th total championship. So the, fact, the fact that they get such a lack of fanfare um, and recognition to me is, is appalling, and not just from men, but from, but from women. Like, this is something that you should be you know, for you know, for the uber feminists and all that, this is something you should be like screaming about. Celebrating. Hey, you, yeah, you, you yeah. should be this, this, you should be really celebrating this. These, you know, you know, I'm I've always known to quote and been quoted to say that I believe women's basketball is the purest form of basketball, and you should be celebrating that, and you should be celebrating that this team is so successful that these you know this group of seniors won a championship every year they were together. Like, this is New York Yankees-level dominance that we talk about how great it was and celebrate. This should be something that's being celebrated, yet it seems to be just ignored. And I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I can, yeah. I don't even know where to start on this one. This is a, this is a large, large, large topic. Yeah, and I, I, wish, and I wish we had a lady to, to chime in, but, you know, unfortunately we don't yet. Yeah, I know that's uh that's unfortunate. Um it it's really really difficult because 
and this is hard because I, I'm trying to teach my daughter that, uh, that there's nothing that a man can do that she can't. You know what I mean? Um, she's just as equal as them. And if she wants to go play baseball, she can go play baseball. If she wants to be a nerd, she can be a nerd. It's, it's really, she is both. I mean, she, she loves both of those things. Um, but at the, at the same time, it's so hard because everything's so stacked against her, you know, and, and that's the world that we live in. And we're still a very long way from that changing, you know what I mean? That's that's ingrained deep within us as far as, I mean, you if you want to change that, we're going to have to go, we're going to have to change dating parameters, you know, how how uh, how we mate, you know. Is, we're going to have to be, you know, change that it's equality for men to get picked up on just as much as men pick up on other women. I mean, we're going to have to, we're, there, there's some major, major social norms that are going to have to be changed in order for that to be changed as well. And that that is that is just and unfortunately that's a reality and I hate it I I really hate it so much but that's just the way it is. It shouldn't it shouldn't take away from their their accomplishment though because that's impressive the the amount of wins that they have and every single one of them are double digits. It's like that is just dominance on another level. That's. Harlem Globetrotter dominance, you know what I mean? That's oh the, yeah, exactly. That, that's then, ridiculous. You're not even playing the same game right now, you know? Right. And then you know, having um, having four, you know, having four, you know, having four daughters, and you know, three of them you know, being so young, and I watched almost every um, UConn game this tournament, and my girls watched most of them with me, and half the time they were they were sitting there saying, "Well, they get a hundred this game." Well, they get a hundred this game, and like, oh, they didn't get a hundred. Like, they had, they had no doubt. This is their first time, um, really watching it and being able to comprehend because you know they're only six and, and seven, right. and they had no, no um, thoughts whatsoever that UConn was going to lose. It was simply, will they get a hundred this game? Right. Yeah, that's a when you're setting mindsets like that. That's that's pretty dominant. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate. I think Unfor- it's 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 a it's an unfortunate situation. Um, unfortunately, the unfortunate part about it is, is that it's just not going to change anytime soon. Not overnight. No. And I oh. mean, imagine we we've had this discussion before about WNBA and some of the greatest WNBA players. Just recently, we had that uh, conversation on a couple podcasts back, but. Um, so you already know my feelings on it. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. Like you know, in, in this world of equality, um, every, we still find things that aren't so equal. You know, and it's it is sad because those women work just as hard or even harder than some of the men do. You know, some of the men just get in just because because of their physical gifts. right, right, and, they, and, and most um, of them they don't have that. Oh, like, even even some of them, they, they, of course, they have some physical gifts that separate them from other women, but it's 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 not to the same degree. I mean, LeBron's physical gifts put him so far above everyone else, head and shoulders, that it's just it's not fair. Yeah. You know, where you look at you know we look at Steph Curry and his dominance is because of how hard he worked to learn how to shoot the ball. You know, that wasn't God given. Absolutely. Where, you know where LeBron's dominance is mostly God given, 
Um, and we look at the women, they have such a lower um, threshold when it comes to that. And that means you have to really work hard to be that dominant. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the unfortunate part, to, to work that hard and not get the recognition. Yes, because um, they they probably out they probably worked harder than right. um you know than than Nova did, you know. Yeah, exactly. On the men's but side. you heard that that's all you heard about this week and this Yes. This last yeah. Even even from even from the women who were on my Facebook feed were posting, Oh wow, Nova, this, this, that right. and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Okay, maybe maybe because of all the excitement that you know, that last second and I right. and I get it. Last second shot to win the game is a whole lot more exciting than UConn blowing somebody out by forty again. I understand that. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a day or two, see if anybody says something about, you know, this this historic team. Not a freaking peep. I'm like, you know, wow. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate part. And you know, it's just kind of like, I mean, it happens every year, right? You got March Madness and. It's just all dominated by the male. It, even you, you see it in, in the WNBA, you rarely hear about women's basketball, but you hear everything about men's basketball. And you know, it, if if you're not connected deeply to sports, you probably don't don't even know that there's a women's basketball. You know what I mean? Like it's right. that it's it's so obscure. Which is sad because, like, we've talked about many times, some of these women can beat the pants off of some of these men yeah. that are in the NBA. Um, yeah, we, we talked about how Maya Moore could, could could take a whole bunch of cats. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's definitely well, unfortunate, definitely unfair. Um, unfortunately, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I don't see it changing for a while. Well, let's, talking about changing, I'm going to take us a little bit into the rabbit hole, something a little bit... Of, um, off the original plan, but this this has to deal with it. Recently, the uh, members of the U.S. Women's National Team for Soccer have filed a lawsuit um, about unequal pay. They generated twenty million dollars more than the men's team did, yet they are paid significantly less. Now, first of all, I did not know that our national soccer teams were getting paid. I had no idea they got paid to play. You know, represent the United States. I thought, you know, kind of like Olympic-wise, like you know, it's, it's, for, the, it's, it's for the glory and it's the, for the pride. Yes, yeah, for the pride the of the pride, nation. Yeah. But apparently, that's not so. So they are they are compensated for this. And anyone that knows the landscape of soccer in this country knows that our women are far more successful than our men have ever even dreamed of being. Perfect. I don't think our men have even reached a World Cup final where our women have played in several. Absolutely. So, to to and I I don't even really except for Landon Donovan I can't remember the last time I saw uh, a male U.S. soccer player in a commercial. Um, but you know you see Abby Wambach, you see um, uh, I think I forget her name off the top of my head. Hope Solo. Um, oh, Hope Solo. Yeah, I love. I'm a big Hope Solo fan. Yep. Prior to the beating. Of course. <laughs> Prior to the domestic <laughs> abuse. You know, I was, I was I was a little I was a little salty when she married Jeremy Stevens because he's a bum. Right. But um, you know, big hope so you know hope solo and um, I want to say Allison Felix or Allison something like that, a really cute striker. Um, you know, they've got mark marketable marketable players, and they're better. I mean, I honestly think if they squared off on the pitch, the women could probably probably win. They're they are just 
better. They're more marketable. They've performed at the high level. They should be paid, actually, to my opinion, more because they're doing more. You know, it shouldn't be an, uh, exactly an equal thing. They should be, be paying according to performance and what's generated, and they are not being compensated for that. You know, it's interesting, though, is I think that the uh, soccer is the only sport that uh, that is really the case where women have an opportunity to outshine men because they do yes. absolutely everything that the men do. So it's like watching just a better product when the women are playing. Yeah. As opposed to basketball and baseball or whatever the case may be, because you're not hitting 500 foot home runs, and let's be honest, that's fun to watch. Dunk. Yes, it is, and they're you're, not dunking on anybody. Exactly, you're fun not fun to watch. You're, you're dunking every once in a while, but you're not dunking over top of somebody. You're not Vince right. Cartering somebody, right. and that's fun to watch. You know what I yeah. mean? But in soccer. That's fun to watch because you're doing everything the men are doing, if right. not better. You know, you're yeah. dominating and you're scoring Absolutely. more, and you're you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot more to it, but yeah. That's... Well, it, it shows even in, in uh, you know how far they've come, even in the recent release of FIFA when they added the women's soccer team now. And which that, was a big reason why I bought this one. So I didn't buy since thirteen. But one big reason I bought this FIFA sixteen was because I could play as the women's national team. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, soccer is one of the sports that's far above and beyond as far as progression when it comes to uh, women in recognition. And as we've already said, they are much more talented than, than our men. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think it is because of some of the, the, the dynamics of the sport. Like we talked about earlier, it is the easiest sport to pick up for anybody. Um, as long as you know how to kick a ball and run, you can play soccer. Maybe not well, but you can play soccer. But you can play. So, you know, Did some we? of the amazing feats that are done can be done by men or women or even children. Um, so, yeah, I did, guess that's Did we just thing. come full circle? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes we do do that. <laughs> we came all the way back around. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do do that. You know, that's cool. Sometimes we actually we actually stay on on goal here. <laughs> Not on purpose, obviously, because obviously we do the opposite all the time. Um, all right, so I'm gonna throw a curveball into the mix then. Keep it keep it moving. <laughs> keep so it. keep it moving. Okay, so. Um, we had mentioned superheroes, so we're not completely off the beaten track. Um, we mentioned Batman versus Superman. Now, there's been a whole bunch of um, stuff out there. People like it. People didn't like it. People hated it. People loved it. Um, I know, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I liked it or loved it because I haven't seen it, and that's because I. I just cannot Still do Ben. Batman. I can't do Ben Affleck as any superheroes anymore. Um, he ruined that with me with Daredevil. And I'm sorry, I can't forgive him. And every bit of the trailers and stuff that I've seen have just double confirmed that. Um, I shouldn't have, even though I did watch, because I, I follow Cracked.com on uh, their YouTube channel. And I watched their... Um, I just watched them rip apart the movie. Um, which was kind of funny because they didn't rip it apart the way I would have. They just took it apart as for what it was. Um, which definitely made me glad I didn't spend you know money at the theater for it. Um, I probably will watch it, and I'm a little disappointed that it didn't do as it's not doing as well as I thought it would. But um, I'm thinking that it actually may lose to the uh, 
a more exciting movie that I think I would like a whole lot more and the Lego Batman movie that I continue <laughs> to see trailers for. Um, the Lego movie was a blast to watch and extremely enjoyable, which Lego Batman had an appearance in. And um, there seems to be a growing amount of hype for the Lego Batman movie. Um, I, I, I think it could possibly, um, you know, because of the kid element, outperform Batman versus Superman. You know, have you guys played Lego Dimensions at all? Love it. Yes. Love- that that opening scene where they go through the vortex and they go into, you know, the Lego movie world and you have Batman and Batman. And he's like, <laughs> I'm Batman. He's like, no, I'm Batman. He's like, well, no, I'm Batman. And then they start doing their little hand flippy thing. <laughs> I am 3,000% sold on this Batman Lego movie. 100%. That right there just sealed it from like that. Just, you don't get better than that right there. That's just, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you though. I think, uh, I think we're about ready for another genre shift. Um, I think that uh, the current market of superheroes is getting pretty stale. Um, I think everybody's waiting for things to wind down. I think this, you know, these these new features of like Ant Man's and and whatever else they got, you know, Doctor Strange and all that stuff. I think they're I think they're going to start winding down. I think it's going to start leaving a window open for a new a new format to come out. And if that's Lego, well then I'm not opposed to that. Uh, well, I I was one of the ones who actually did see Batman v Superman. <laughs> um, on was it release day? No, we went on Easter Sunday. Um, <laughs> not realizing that it was Easter Sunday when we made the plans. But anyway, that's another rabbit hole. Um, so I saw it. My thoughts on it were. Divided. Uh, I liked it as a setup for the coming Justice League movie. I did not like it as a standalone, and I definitely didn't like it as a Man of Steel 2, which was what it was supposed to be. Um, and that's kind of what they started marketing it as. Uh, I mean, started when you when you see the movie, that's kind of what it started it as, and then it just went totally left field. Um, uh, but I did, like I said, I liked it as it definitely introduced the rest of the Justice League well. It, it did that well. Um, the story wasn't terrible. Um, ben Affleck actually did a decent job. I know Magic doesn't want to hear that, but he did. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've heard from several people. I just don't know how. I just don't know how believable that is. But I, I also think Christian Bale was terrible as well. So um, I, 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 as far as the movie goes, I like. I like. That they got some, they, they, they addressed some of the things in the Nolan universe and different things like that. Like they, there was a little Easter egg joke in there about the the voice, <laughs> and then, um, and there was this one part where they had the the helmet, um, or the cowl, I should say, and uh, Alfred's like fixing it because you know, and this one is really like armor this time, and he's playing around with the microphone and in, in the in the mask, and he's like, nope, yeah, just not gonna work. <laughs> So like you know, because he he had that Christian Bale raspy voice kind of thing. It's oh like, God! <laughs> yeah. So like they kind of got that out the way early, um, and so that was kind of cool, as kind of like a little Easter egg to the fans, a little fourth wall break or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
But yeah, I'm definitely more excited for Bat, Bat Lego Batman. I love all the Lego stuff. It, it's just awesome. It's fun and it's cool and it's lighthearted and it, it, they have good stories and you know it's fun to watch and play when you're playing the games. Um, so yeah, and like you said, with the kid element, um, it's definitely gonna outsell Batman v Superman. It's probably gonna be outsell just about everything other than maybe Ninja Turtles, which is coming out much later. Um, uh, I figured I'll sell it. And it, it may Michael Bay. And, you know, when Michael Bay touches it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. yeah, I, I, because of the because you got kids and you know, you you automatically double your ticket sales when it's anything with kids because it's gonna be the mom, the dad, and the kids, or or just mom and the kids or whatever. So it's automatic. You're gonna double. <laughs> right. Right. Right, but you know, either way, it's you're gonna get double the tickets at least, and depending on how many kids you got, you know, you're gonna triple or quadruple it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in your case. Um, so yeah, it, there's no question that it's gonna outsell any superhero movie in the next coming months, um, except for maybe Avengers. Except for maybe well, you know, it's it's funny TP that you mentioned Ant Man and Doctor Strange because I think that is the correct direction for superhero movies to go and Marvel's seems to understand that the fact that they have a plethora of interesting characters and they don't need to keep regurgitating the same movies over and over with the same characters that DC seems to not be able to get that out of their head. Right. Well, I think that's what I think that that's what I like about. Batman v Superman is they finally did that, right? They finally said, hey, we're giving you a Flash, we're giving you uh, Aquaman, we're giving you Wonder Woman which is coming out uh, next year we're giving, you know, we're we're giving you Cyborg, which who I don't know why they picked Cyborg, I would rather they picked uh, Martian Manhunter or uh, even do Green Lantern the right way um, Oh yeah, because <laughs> the first way was horrible <laughs> Um, you know, or even go, you know, go into the sub, you know, you can go into Bat Family, Nightwing, and all that stuff. Well, um, we, we, well, we all know they, out, they out, you know, take the elf out of the room. The reason why they did, um, that you know, Cyborg is simply because they had to have, you had to have, you know, they had to have a black person there. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, um, that could be it. I don't know. Um, yeah, because he definitely wasn't a founding member of the Justice League, but uh, who knows? Maybe they maybe they're going to change the story around. I mean, he doesn't really have much of a story, right? He's just, just... You know, he's he's got he's got a good story, but it's just not it's just not tied with the Justice League, you know. Well, it, it, it was what is there really a story there? He was he was a football, he was a star football player. He got into this accident and lost half his body. And his dad's a scientist who well, that's a basically pretty, well, brought I mean, him that's, back. That's no that's no you know but worse than Daredevil's story. You know, this accident got blinded. I mean, that just stuff. That's the stuff happens. You know? True, true. Uh, right. I don't know. It's debatable. But anyway. Yes. Uh, All right. So keep it up with the quick hits. Yeah. Last I, I, quick hit. Because yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're running. Y'all, y'all giving me extra editing time because, you know, we can't put we can't put 10 hours of, of podcast up for free, y'all. You mean um, you I mean, I, I don't know where. I don't know where. Right. <laughs> uh, but last quick hit is um, The Walking Dead season finale. Glenn's um, dead. Sp- and that's it. 
Oh, you guys! Did you, did you say Clemson? I didn't even get. I didn't even get a chance to tell you. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but I know someone. Someone else already I was, spoiled I, it for I was me. Just, I was just. Gonna, I was just going to touch specifically on the uh, Negan and it was just Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think his name is the right order. I don't forget his name in the right order. But my man did a fantastic job with that monologue, um, and the fact that they did not show who died uh, really irritates me. Um, I love it. I no, I, I hate it. I hate it. Why? Because you know why? You because know why? Making you come back next season is that why? No, because, <laughs> no, because I was gonna, I was gonna come back anyway. Right. So the, what's because, the difference? Why? Yeah, the difference, no, I, the, I agree. The difference, the difference is, the difference is, is we're going to find out before the before the next season. We're going to find out through spoilers, through who's not going to be, you know, who's not signing contracts, all that normal stuff that happens in all se- on all seasons. We're going to find out who it was. So instead of showing us. They decided to tease us yet again with, you know, with screen flashes that they did at the like at that other episode. Something that they've regurgitated again, instead of just showing us who got it. Because honestly, we don't think it's Glenn, because they already teased his death. And honestly, I think they're setting up Abraham to replace Glenn in this death, because Glenn's becoming, you know, people getting way way attached to him. It's almost now become if you touch Rick or Daryl or Glenn, the world's going to break apart. Riot. Yeah, they're, they're right. <laughs> you could kill anybody else. Like, they, it could have been Maggie, freaking pregnant woman. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But if you touch Glenn, Rick, and Daryl, you, 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 you uh, not, and Michonne's getting close. To yeah, Michonne is there. Yeah, she's yeah, there. So yeah, so if you touch one of them four, it's on. Ain't nobody going to watch no more. So I really can't see, you know, even though, again, issue 100, that huge heart wrenching moment in the in the graphic novel Glenn dies I don't think it's Glenn I just wish they would have showed it to me so I have something really to look forward to and how they gonna you know how they gonna fight back how they gonna get revenge what's going on with Morgan and Carol and these dudes that look like American gladiators with a spear on a horse like I want to focus on that. I don't want to be sitting there thinking, "Oh God, they're going to, try to make us figure out who died." Is it Eugene? Is it Klein? Is it Abraham? Is it Sasha? You know. I'll tell you who it is. I know who it is. It's Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's my and you pro- that proves it. my case right now. That proves my case right now. We know Jon Snow ain't dead because they've seen him on freaking set. You know, that's 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 exactly my case. Just show me that he's dead. Show me who got it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't know who's dead. I, I just, I joke when saying Glenn because that's I, I, everybody's I been think, saying. I think it's Abraham because he after the, after the first blow, he was like, "Whoa!" He took that, and you know, Abraham being a former soldier, you know, because <clears throat> you know Eugene would have taken the one hit. He's he's not getting back up. He's just getting pummeled, uh, no matter how tough he thought he became. Um, you know, and they, and they though they're setting him up to be written off anyway because, you know, he gave Rick the directions on how to build bullets and whatever. Um, like he's he's completely expendable. There's no use for him. Well, you realize they kind of made him hateable, right? Yeah. A few episodes before, when he left his girl and started showing interest in Sasha. Yeah. Oh yeah, Abraham. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they're they're kind of setting him up already to oh, kind yeah. of be like, you know what? Good, you deserve this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said, and and they really did that great shift with um, with Father Gabriel to make him to be like this 
this cool character. Right. Like when, when they attacked the, the saviors and he he did the whole Sam Jackson, I'm going to quote the Bible before I shoot you. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, how does Father Gabriel get I the coolest kill of the episode? <laughs> Father Gabriel got the coolest kill of the episode? What? Are you kidding me? I love They're it. Like, we're supposed to hate this dude. This dude's a slime ball. <laughs> uh, he comes out like Jules. <laughs> Yes, yeah, right. exactly. He got his jewels moment. I'm like, okay, Walkie Dead. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, Charlo. That was. Thanks for listening to this extended edition episode of the original Jinx podcast. Is this really extended. Okay. This is extended, like man. Three hours every episode. <laughs> it's, ex- it's extended because we are now on time constraints. <laughs> That's why it's extended. We're sorry, we like to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> So thank you, thank you all for listening. As always, I'm Rocket Mr. Magic. He's Unique DNA, and again, we welcome our man Mighty TP. I hope Until he comes next, back. This, this is great. I think you come back. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I love good. this. I got the itch. Maybe got the fever, baby. Hopefully, he yeah. can uh, keep us consistent now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, if anything, he's gonna keep us on a more intellectual, um, analytic thought process with his development, development uh, mind frame. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am corruptible I too. So. I was the analytical guy until like episode three, and then <laughs> and that's all gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, enough talking. It's yes, great. peace out, y'all. Oh, Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us um, on Twitter, underscore Rocket Mr. Magic. He's Unique DNA on Twitter. And if my TP's on, we'll make sure you get that info too. Keep us on lock and keep a, keep out for our upcoming Facebook page where we will also start putting out some article-type um, opinion pieces for y'all to interact with as we continue to add more jeeks to our roster, y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace. Yeah, Lord, this for you, uh, I was a mess, little hair on my chest, fresh as a newborn, but I'm headed for death, some saying I'm blessed, cause I'm still alive, every day in the hood, I was fighting to survive, so sin I quiet, as an adolescence, walking in darkness, spirit facing oppression, you couldn't tell me nothing, swag was on the honey, speeding in the fast lane, call me crash dummy, then I put on the helmet of salvation and received the revelation, yeah, I could be a leader in this nation, and gotta follow the code in the streets and be like the mother creeps, see, I could be a leader in this nation.